Does your health routine for the new year include eye care? Well, now that you can use your renewed vision benefits, it's easy to add it to the routine. Visit pearlvision.com and schedule exams for the whole family. They work with all major vision plans, including iMed, and they'll cover your cost of insurance copay or eye exam. Valid prescription required. Valid at participating locations. Restrictions apply. Taxes extra. See store for details. Ends 331-2023. Exams available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to Pearl Vision. Some doctors employed by Pearl Vision. Screeners, how you doing? It's me, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. Minasa, genki desu ka da yo? Watashi wa Niko desu. Dozo yoroshiku onagaishimasu. Yeah, just like when I was watching the films, I'd prefer subtitles when you do that, please. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Subtitle. Subtitle. Hello, everyone. My name is Niko. Welcome to show. Welcome. <laughs> cool. Thank you. <laughs> that was all kinds of cool. Oh, man. Oh, so, guys. January continues and ends on this episode. It's the um, end of January. Yeah, isn't it just? Sorry. Because normally Nico's the one in charge of, well, this was due to this one from this Twitter handle. Da, 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 da. Yeah, this is all I, you, bro. This is all me. This is all me. And yeah, let's let's get this show on the road. So um, while we are getting the show on the road. Oh, no, no, no. So yeah, February continues. And what is February? Well, February is quite simple. February is where the Silver Screen Dudes take our chance to acknowledge you, the screeners, who challenge us, the Silver Screen Dudes, as to what topic we'll be talking about. We will indulge a bit later on. This is thanks to Daniel Fernie of... Da, 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 da. Nope, it's not. That's someone else. Right, okay, I thought I had it. <laughs> Give me two secs. Would you like to just fill the gap? No, nope, I take it back. This is from Joseph Stubble. Joseph Struble, actually, of Devil Fruit Court. Stubble or Struble? Struble, Struble, <laughs> S-T-R-U-B-L-E, of the Devil Fruit Court. Now, I would like to tell you guys to all head on over to Twitter, but he doesn't do Twitter. He's an Instagram guy, and he's a major anime fan. So he has his anime podcast, which is the Devil Fruit Court. Fair enough. Who would have guessed it, based on the email address? And he had reached out to can't actually introduce guests, but I encourage everyone to head on over. I say we can't. For January, we can't. So in a later date, we will be possibly doing that because next week is a bit of a spoiler. But anyway, more to the point. Yes, David hit us up and said, Silver Screen Dudes, it would be pretty cool if you guys could do anime. And we, we acknowledge that's how we thought we'd close an, um, um, February. So, yeah, it's a, it's a cool one. I think, need, I think we need to do some housekeeping rules for this. Go. Uh, because a lot of people have said, I think it was Pedro, Pedro SRN last week, uh, who said, oh, Pinocchio. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish it were that easy. Um, just <laughs> so we're clear, by anime, we are not talking about animation. animation. Yeah. So if you've tuned in here to see Disney or to see like DreamWorks, this is not the show for you. 
<laughs> what about Pixar? Mm-mm. This is not the show for you. And then uh, Mixed Memorabilia asked a question, which is actually a very common question. Does manga count? Put simply, manga is the term given to Japanese comic books and graphic novels, whereas anime is the name given to Japanese animation. Although both tends to be considered genres in the West, it's incorrect. In reality, they are a description of how the content is produced. Manga is produced as a reading material. Anime is an audio-visual treat. That said, you can and often do have anime based off of manga. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's very similar to like your, for a better or worse terms, your MCUs or your Batmans and your DCs. It's it's based off of a comic. It's been inspired from a comic book. Yeah. And then comes into its own genre of... um, anime so it's not you don't get so much a live action am i still there okay sorry mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. not so much of a live action it's more of a um animation that they do and it brings the comic book to life essentially which i or um, graphic novel to life which i think is pretty cool not that i've read many of them which is really weird um especially f- i'm gonna say this from a french point of view oui. right because i can't i can't talk anywhere else come again i said we oui. <laughs> yeah 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 it's that as much as I can't say I'm familiar with it, and I didn't read many, Dragon Ball was absolutely huge as a graphic novel slash comic for, for French readers, you know, for French kids. So by the a time manga. everyone was coming in, yeah, a manga. there you go, yeah. a manga. Now, where everyone was like, oh my God, have you seen this cartoon? The, 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 the weirdest thing for me, the absolute weirdest thing for me was when everyone was calling him Goku. Because as much as I hadn't read it, Sangoku. it was Sangoku, and it was just so weird. That's what, like, I was like, "Yeah, you mean Sangoku?" Like, it was, it was weird getting into that with people. And I was like, "I know about it, but I hadn't even read them, but I knew who he was, you know." And that—that's how big it is. But it just didn't seem to transcend. And I could be wrong, you know, comic book geeks that we are, or that I am. I don't know how much it transcended to UK fans. Everyone knew Dragon Ball from a cartoon perspective. Oh, bro, Cartoon Network was fucking huge, wasn't it? But for the manga, I I don't know. Literally, what was it? We used to have to go to Librairie La Page to get our Dragon Ball Z books, right? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Um, Not endorsing them at all. Uh, Here's a piece of paper. How much is it? Five quid. What now? (laughs) I'll do you a little little cartel cartel monopoly over there in South Kensington. Um, Who's in the house? Francis Lalonde. Hello, Ibrahim. Thank you for joining us again, bro. Welcome back. Hello, hello, hello. Gavin Mann is here too. Good evening, all. Looking forward to being educated. I only have four films to talk about tonight. (laughs) On a slightly different note, are you still entertaining films with numbers in the title? Oh, yes. No, yeah, yeah. It's coming. Let's go. It's coming. Um, Nate's here. Hey, Nate, did you watch Daddy Goo video? Because that's about six and a half minutes. So I think you've got the timing right there. What did you think? And hello, Nate Dermott. Welcome to the show, bro. Um, Yes, I suppose I should plug this now, shouldn't I, AJ? If you like seeing this dude minus this guy, which doesn't really work, like we work better as a as a double, as a as a duo. Um, But if you do like this guy, and you want to see this guy, Daddy Goo, not Nicolero, Daddy Goo, gaming, <laughs> it's on YouTube. Just search for Daddy Goo, G-U-U. The first one, um, I'm sure you know how to spell. 
Well, just in case, D-A-W-Y-G-U-U. There you go, guys. But um, no, head on over. It's a great page. Got some great, great content. And if you are ever wondering if it's worth like playing a game, like this guy's the guy who's going to give you, especially Star Wars right now, like, it's going to give you a nice little insight into what it is. And let's be honest, this guy is a platinum whore. So if you want to see a guy get a platinum... Complete platinum whore. <laughs> own it, bro. Own it. If you're going to buy a game, whore. own it. That was actually wanted, what I wanted to call the channel to start with. And YouTube said, you can't use that word in your name. I was like, <laughs> I'm not even lying. I tried registering oh, the channel, Platinum Whore, 100%. Yeah, but I, I love tried. how they say that. Some of the dumb shit names that come up on here every now and again that we have to block. Oh, that's illegal. <laughs> right. How me that... daddy 69, but oh, whore's offensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we're living in the age of fempowerment, so it is what it is. Um, I have to fucking say I love that piece Bill Burr did a few days ago. <laughs> I'm not gonna go into it. I'm not gonna go into it. It's there, just YouTube Bill Bill Burr talking about female athletes. It's uh, and Nate Dermott says, "Ha, yeah, the Star Wars is pretty good. Thank you, sir." Uh, movie Mount Quimmore. Quim? Maybe Quif? Quif? I don't know. Quifmore. Do you know what? Do you know what I thought of before we go into that territory, finishing off last week's show? Lord of the Rings should have been there. Lord For what? The Lord of the Queefs was just a perfect one that we Lord thought. of the Queefs. But Queef of Queef of the Rings. <laughs> right, before we before we degenerate. <laughs> going back to your video game. Let's stay on target. Mm. <laughs> let's start the show. So for those of us joining the first for the first time, would you like to tell them what the show is all about? Yes, it's basically a top 10 show between two best friends from school. Here's how the show works. AJ and I each get assigned a topic. We go our separate ways and we come right back here into recording and deliver to you, the Silver Screen Dudes, our film familiar, our individual top 10s. This week, AJ will go first, delivering his bottom three. I will then deliver my bottom three. AJ will deliver his next two. I will deliver my next two. And when we get to our top five, we will trade one apiece. Looks like you're giving me this at the moment, AJ, because the screen. <laughs> it was not that. It was two. They won a piece. It's happened again. <laughs> it's happened again. <laughs> two, two. There you go. Two, two. <laughs> if at any time while we are rounding off our individual top ten lists, one person has a movie in a higher position, that person will say, "Punt." And we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the higher position. Once we have both rounded off our individual top ten lists, in the voice of Chandler Bing, we will create. The movie Mount Rushmore. <laughs> These are the four quintessential diverse must-see movies of the genre, which this week is... Top 10 anime movies, thanks to Joseph Struble of Devil Fruit Core. Now, guys, what happens, and this doesn't only happen during January, it happens all the time, anytime there's a Rushmore, this follows up. We, the Silver Screen Dudes, have the challenge of creating the four must-see movies, but then it's over to you. To crown El Capitan, El Numero Uno, the best of the best of the best, sir, with honours. And to quote Highlander, in the end, there can only be, you know what, I'm going to remix it because of the the. There can only be the one. Now, how do you do that? You head on over to at Movie MT Rushmore, the official Twitter handle of these two guys, the Silver Screen Dudes. But more importantly, you head on over to at Movie Polls for You, fronted by JT of We Love Movies, the guy that re retweets. So there's only one vote, and you get the four categories. The four contenders of the specific category. Last week, our topic was... 
Last week, our topic was the best movies that were released in January. Not January this year, we mean historically in January. And our contenders were? Tremors, City of God, Goodwill Hunting, and Whiplash. This did not go at all the way I thought. There's your clue. Um, do you know what? I forgot I texted myself. So it's Tremor City of God, Whiplash, and... Goodwill Hunting. That's the one. Didn't go the way you expected. Not at all. I mean, you may expect something different from me, but what I was expecting, this wasn't it. Oh, screw it. Go the way you think. Tremor... Go for it. Tremor's at number four. Nope. Okay, so it is going the other way. Whiplash at four. Yeah. Whiplash. I mean, it wasn't terrible considering it was fourth spot, 17%. I mean, we've had a lot worse than that. We're not talking terrible here, but still, Whiplash in four. Goodwill Hunting at number three. No. City of God. Yeah. City of God at number three with 19%. I'm only doing this in a, in a weird way that I think Tremors is number one and Goodwill Hunting takes number two. No, other way around. Okay. Tremors got number two, but it was big, like 27%. Like, Tremors beat City of God and Whiplash? I was like, what the fuck? I mean, I'm well, happy. I can't overly judge. But you know what it was? Seven Samurai. <laughs> more you've indulged people to go that way it was like oh I yeah no. people. <laughs> this is this is westernized kurosawa of course it has to be amazing of course like had you not <laughs> had you not released the short it would have just been dead force <laughs> the short it was like i like this guy good point <laughs> but it's true, it's true. <laughs> like you know sometimes when you have an outer body experience and you say something but without realizing you've said something quite profound you're like oh that was good when i said that <laughs> that's literally it Fair enough. It was fucking weirdness, mate. Anyway, that's that done. Uh, reminded to everyone, we are available on all podcast platforms, which include Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Podcast Addict. Just search Movie Mount Rushmore. And if you want to support us for literally less than the price of your daily Starbucks, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash movie dudes the links to all of that for our podcast and buy me a coffee is in the description below you were gonna say something yeah do you know what's weird as much as i always have to read what the podcast platforms are there was some muscle memory in there like these right. are let's waste a little bit of time just quickly just because chris trengove has joined us hello chris howdy team hello there good to hey, see chris, you chris how you doing and riri thomas is in the house evening guys hope you're good looking forward to learning about anime films tonight as i've mainly watched anime tv series by the way i would recommend an anime called banana fish it's great i will add that to my list riri thank you Okay, and cool. AJ, Ali. Right, so this is going to be, whew, this is a tough one. This is a tough one because it took a lot for me to go for it. Some didn't even bang as much as I thought they would, but this is one I'd seen previously. Can't remember what the episode was for. Didn't hit with me and I need to say, rewatch it. But at the moment, it's in at number 10, Ghost in the Shell. 
Well, AJ, it's not that much of a difference. It's my number nine. So we can talk. Ali. Okay, so I have a feeling there is a bit more appreciation now. One of the things that you had warned me about this film is it's an animated version of Blade Runner, which is something I still need to learn appreciation of. And more convoluted. It's a yeah. lot more convoluted. Yeah, I, I remember being extremely... And saying something. I remember being extremely lost with this film, but also appreciating that it was an influence to many a, a film. Like, oh, yeah. the way I saw certain stuff, I was like, that that inspired The Matrix. Like, I'm looking at... 100%. The scenery shows me that. So for what it's inspired, I was down. I felt a bit... Maybe because I'm confused when it... when You, you see, there's a good confused like The Big Short. I can watch The Big Short, I'm confused, but I want more. Then there's other confused where it makes a film kind of drag because you're like, what is going on? Can you start to unravel and make sense, please? Right. It's just it's the way it goes. And this Ghost in the Shelf kind of fits. It made more sense than Tenet to me, but it still had too much for me to be like, what is going on? I appreciate what it is. And for that, it makes it onto the list. Um so essentially, again, it's the convoluted version of Blade Runner. It's about a robot detective searching for other robots that are being corrupted hey, by a robot software. Please don't drop the R word. It's an android. Come on. Listen, listen. at this point, it, it's not as bad as Candyman that I refuse to give it like uh, the actor his name. I just was very confused. I'm just keeping it as basic as I can. But yes, you are indeed right. It is an Android. And we're not talking the Samsung S22 or the Google Pixel that's on the table. <laughs> Spot to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um yeah, so I'm correct. Yeah. Android detective hunting down fellow androids who have been corrupted by a system that makes these fellow androids who weren't necessarily crime committers, but they are now committing crime based on this virus for better or worse term this doesn't apply to you aj but for those of you who have seen blade runner and not seen ghost in the shell you're seeing the similarities now yes Mm. literally it's almost beat for beat the same thing although where ghost in the shell differs from blade runner and that's because the medium of anime lends itself better to that is the big bombastic action scenes blade runner doesn't really have them it has some action in it but it's very much not an action movie for me blade runner Ghost in the Shell, well, being all about the human soul and being all about what makes us real, you know, it's 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 a trope that's been done a lot and it is done probably never better so than in Blade Runner. Um, it asks all the big questions. It never really takes a position on them, which I don't have such an issue with when movies kind of just leave it to the audience to decide. But as you said, it does have some hugely influential scenes like the chase scene like that falling down the building upside down scene like there's loads going on here there's loads going on here that influence broader pop culture it's I'll, I'll go on a limb here and say i think ghost in the shell is vastly overrated um it's in my top 10 because it's a damn good movie but the way people hail it is like the greatest thing to come out of japan on an anime level i'm like behave that may be the only thing you've seen other than spirited away but like because that's the other big one that everyone talks about but it's like behave there are bigger movies you know the other one that falls into that my number nine it was a perfect segue when you talk about that because you you mention 
anime and you look for anime, this one comes up time and time again. And I'm not saying it was bad, but I was a little disappointed. Akira. Oh shit, no punt. <laughs> what? Fair enough. Fair enough. I was, yeah. Okay, oh, no. fair enough. Right. This one I feel a bit deep. I was actually enjoying it, but just based on what is what, it just landed where it landed, but it made the top 10. Uh, this one is called Ninja Scroll. Mixed Memorabilia brought this up on Twitter. I've actually not seen this one. So let's be honest, guys. Let's let's forewarn this one. Where normally you can say, oh, this is available on Netflix, or this is available on Prime or Disney Plus. This is heavily AJ Vision episode. This is a very chance to catch it on a website called Billy Billy. Oh, I didn't even know that one. It's Billy Billy. It's actually I think Billy Billy's legal somehow in the UK, but it's a very, very good source for Japanese. I'll be honest, I think films. Crunchyroll is out there, but I just don't have the subscription. Yeah, but you have to pay for Crunchyroll. Yeah. So this was discovered via AJ Vision. Um, yeah, the first one actually, because the other two have seen organically. Um, yeah, and Netflix only seems to do Studio Ghibli. Who figured? <laughs> There's not much else. So this film, um, Ninja Scroll, is really it, it's pretty it's pretty intense. It goes into the violent territories as well. Um, you've got this this ex samurai who is a um, well ex mercenary samurai who's out to to do good essentially. Now is <laughs> the plot to the story in say frugal Japan, like yeah, early years of Japan, and he he's um, how can I explain this? I'm trying to remember the, the initial scenes of the film to get into this, actually. But essentially, he, he prevents a crime where this, yeah, actually, that's it. This young lady is being attacked by this other samurai of some sort who who is made of rock. And it's quite graphic and sexual at the same time. Like, he's really doing some stuff that you wouldn't want to see. And essentially, he you can see the, the fight ensues, and this rock villain believes he's, like, you know, indestructible because he's made out of stone picture korg but as a samurai you know this is what i'm nice with this right and this guy's sword has essentially taken him out and he's the girl is now indebted to him and she as you can see has similar she 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 knows how to fight but she she fell short of this one she's now indebted to him and after that he encounters a monk who's like oh i can see you can do good work with me the guy's like look I, I don't work with people i kind of work alone he then gets hit with a please work with me on this is it a samurai the samurai stars i can't remember the exact correct name but those shuriken that's the one the shuriken but it's a poisonous one and the guy goes basically you've got now no choice but to work with me if you want the antidote and the samurai's like okay cool yeah now you you you're gonna look for the antidote and i'm gonna take it off you at the same time it's like, oh, i've thrown away that one this is another star that just it symbolizes what you've been stabbed with long story short they then have to start to work together and this whole journey now is this guy working against a a, a squad of monster ninjas as well as the ones that <laughs> he worked with but i say monster ninjas and you think it's, it's like really sad no but it's it sounds right it's re no, really cool at the same time, like this other ninja that he takes on. It, it's very much in the anime territory, but cool at the same time. He opens up like this this thing on his back and it releases all these wasps that he has working for him and stuff like that. So it's these kind of monsters. It's not like your zombie-esque things. They look human, but they've got these slight 
mystical powers of some sort. This like. sounds awesome. I'm not gonna lie, it, bro. It's it's a really good film. Like as I said, it hurts to put it number eight, but it's just the way the cookie crumbles in terms of okay. The, and I just need to give it. A, I I I'll be honest, it was also a late night watch. I just squeezed in, but it needs a rewatch. Absolutely awesome. Then he takes on this other samurai who was of his clan, but is blind, and it, it's his absolute battle. The girl that was saved from the rape. There's also something with her that, as much as she's a fighter, that you realize about her why she can't have relationships. A bit of a uh, a rogue moment in in the sense it's not that she can't be touched, but oh, screw it, it's not a spoiler. It said pretty much only in the beginning. Anyone who sleeps with her is poisoned, and you've realized that that's how that initial core ninja got killed off. It it absolutely all kinds of awesome i'd love to go into a bit more detail but i was a bit weak on it as i said it is due a rewatch based on the time i watched it but good film if you, if you have a chance to catch ninja scroll go for it hey bro i'm cool i'm a samurai and this is my big controller <laughs> that i'm gonna shove up your ass <laughs> that sounds freaking awesome i can't lie that sounds really cool um gavin to answer your question will spirited away get into the rushmore considering jt's stance on the film You've put me between a rock and a hard place here because while JT does host our uh, our top tens and our Rushmores, Mr. Tre- Mr. Trengove is a big fan of Spirited Away, so <laughs> we must <laughs> we must tread lightly. <laughs> um, waiting for AJ's first mention of tentacles. AJ, would you like to clarify that one? What have you and Francis been up to? No, 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 no. <laughs> I've not been in communication with anyone. I'm just trying to think if there was tentacles in that film. I don't recall what the tentacles. I don't <laughs> Chris Trengoff says, JT's dislike of Spirited Away is unfortunate. <laughs> Mixed memorabilia is in the house. Hola, amigo. Not that clued up about this genre, so looking forward to finding out about some gems. Do you know what? As well, am I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Listen. Guys, the entire Studio Ghibli collection, and yes, it's Ghibli, not fucking Ghibli. Um, it's all on Netflix. So even movies that we don't mention, there's a plethora of Ghibli on Netflix. Netflix UK. <laughs> Netflix UK. Like, watch that shit. Like, it's all good. It's all really, really good. Can I be on um, cool? There was a point yeah. though, because I didn't want it to be entirely Ghibli based. Like it wasn't top ten Ghibli. Correct. I remember opening one Netflix. And I was like, "Oh, it's Ghibli again!" I just cut it off. I was like, "I'm not doing it." I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been, I've gone as light as I could on Ghibli. It's very hard to talk about anime and not talk about 100%. Ghibli. But you know, it's it's kind of like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the first ten years of the MCU, but not talk about Iron Man. It's like it's not so easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna talk animation and not talk Disney. Like, yeah. yeah, is that not so easy? Yeah, as proven by one of our previous episodes. Yeah. Um. So that was your bottom three, yeah. Indeed. Cool. Uh, any comments that I need to address here? Uh, does Street Fighter Two, the animated movie, qualify? If it was made in Japan, then fuck yeah. Yes, it, it would do. I not on my list. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I've. <laughs> I believe I've seen it. I just don't recall enough. And I, I, I tried to stay away from the bait ones, if I'm more mm. sure of it. So, yeah. Chris Trengove says, in the US, all of Ghibli is on HBO Max. You lucky boys to have HBO Max. I wish we had that shit here. Oh, yeah. um, then again, pretty much all of HBO productions end up on Sky here. So it's all good. Yeah, now TV. You got that. Uh, yeah, all now TV, right. 
Cool. So let's go with my bottom three then. So um, I'm going to get the big, obvious, famous hitters kind of out the way quickly. Um, but they are still worth a mention. In at number 10, there's like 30-something movies in this franchise. And there's over a thousand episodes of the TV show. I believe it's now officially the longest running anime show of all time and it's still not finished it's been going on since 1997 and it's still not finished um but yeah i'm gonna bring in one piece films netflix are bringing out something with one piece aren't they i would hope so i legit saw a poster today with netflix and one piece one piece is cool the problem with one piece it's long it's really really long if you're fans of dragon ball z um zed sorry if you're fans of dragon ball zed you will get a kick out of one piece because all of the same voice actors are in it like you'll you'll recognize that vegeta's voice like the person who voices gohan is the is is monkey d luffy the main character in one piece you'll hear uh, krillin's voice or kulilin as he's called in japanese sorry to my japanese friends i know he's called krillin here they always kind of go naniga <laughs> you know Takuya, my my friend yeah. from um, my friend from Japan, who I play Call of Duty with for my sins every weekend. I fucking hate that game. Um, I really fucking hate that game, but I do it to keep in touch with him. Sometimes I ask him like how to say something properly, and then he's like English. Like, what? How do you say it in English? And I say it like it, the one which nearly made him jump out of his chair when we were both working together was. Um, uh, Liu, you know, or or Ryu, as people call him here. Even, I mean, Ryu, Liu, yeah, the R and the L can sometimes be pronounced in a certain way based on which language you're using. Well, you guys got the word, right? <laughs> I know fair people who call Ryu Ryu, and he was like, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, it's Ken and Ryu to me. I'm just like, oh, that's no, no, I, I, I used to call you. it Ken and Ryu. He schooled me, I didn't fucking know better. And then I went and lived in Japan for a while, you know what I mean? Like, I had no fucking clue. I was like, Ryu, it's a great sounding name. He's like, This sounds like a bakayaro. Bakayaro, by the way, is shit eating idiot. Um, <laughs> he's like, Do you know what a Liu means? I'm like, No. It means dragon. You are making him sound like an idiot. <laughs> okay, Takuya. I'm really sorry, man. Ryu. No, Liu. We're putting it short, say, brother. Ryu. <laughs> <laughs> but One Piece is really cool. But what the reason it's at number 10 is that it has a huge reliance on you being up to scratch with these characters. Like, I haven't seen One Piece for quite a while. And I jumped into this. I think I only saw the first three seasons of One Piece, and that's still a lot of episodes. So I had some familiarity with the characters. But they jumped in here, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a big fucking change to the One Piece eyeing you. And that's because, obviously, over the course of the last freaking nearly 30 years, the characters have all changed and leveled up. And this movie's oh, so one. Oh, so this is a fresh movie. Fresher? I mean, like, at this point, I don't know what you would call fresh with One Piece unless it's the most recent season, just because there's so much of it. But like, their power levels have all increased a lot. And, like, where the MCU, with the exception of Phase 4, where the first three phases of the MCU were really good, is that the movies were designed in a way that even if you hadn't watched any MCU before, you could jump in and 
pretty quickly grasp what the what the situation was. Um, some people said it was simplistic film writing, and then I said, "Cool, go and tell someone to watch Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness who hasn't watched One Division and explain to me what's going on." That's yeah, bad script yeah. writing, right? And it suffers kind of the same sort of problem. It's like if you're not familiar with One Piece, do not go near this movie. <laughs> like you will not, you will not have a clue what's going on. There's zero exposition. There is zero explanation to anything. Like, this is a weird fucking franchise, bro. This is a franchise where the lead character has aspirations of being called, of not being called, of being Pirate King. That's the world we live in. He's got superpowers, which basically make it, he's basically Mr. Fantastic. He's got these long, stretchy, rubbery arms. And the reason he's got them is because I ate the gum gum fruit. That was the explanation way back in episode one. This is a long time ago. He meets, there's some awesome characters in it, like notably one called Roro no Azoro. Roro no, Lolo no Azoro. Um, such a cool character. He doesn't have one katana. He doesn't have two katanas. He has three. He carries the third one in his mouth. Like, this series is nuts, bro. And the big rivalry in, in One Piece is like, the is is the marines and the pirates so you're following along this crew of pirates who are gradually expanding their crew as they're recruiting um and they keep intermittently coming up against other pirates and the battles get bigger and bigger it's anime stuff you know what this is like as the seasons yeah. progress the battles get crazier because everyone gets more powerful but the main antagonist of the whole franchise is the marines and this movie zeroes in on that. So there's basically this badass lieutenant who gets killed by one of the pirates. And he comes back as a freaking cyborg and he goes on the hunt for the pirates. And the, the whole movie is basically a battle between Monkey D. Luffy and Captain Zed. Like, if you're not clued up, this is like, huh? <laughs> Bro, do you know what it is? I, I swear to you. As you're saying this, and I'm like, I want to catch this film. But how many freaking episodes? That is exactly what's going through my head. Um, yeah. Don't. Just, yeah. Well, Don't. going back to what I heard with Netflix, they're doing a live action movie of One Piece. So. A live action? Okay, I mean, that could be both awesome and terrible. Well, it's Netflix, right? It, this is the point. <laughs> this is the point. Um, RJ Skarenki in the house. Hello, Richard. One Piece just released a new game for Xbox One. It did. It did, it did, it did. Um, and Chris Trengov says, yeah, they've, they've strayed uh, far from that in phase four. Yes, they have indeed. Um, but yeah, bro, it, for people who are familiar with the TV series, it, no, I, I specify this because it's weird. The, the TV series is a lot more readily accessible than any of the 30 plus movies are. It's weird. A lot of the time with these kind of mainstay Japanese um, TV TV animes that get they get movie conversions that are kind of like focusing in on a very specific plot in the timeline of the anime and then mm -hmm. because the TV series continues the movie kind of just gets brushed aside it's like they, they never treat their movies like this is quintessential watching they are canon it, it's kind of like if you reverse engineered the MCU like the TV series are like the movies and like the movies are like the Disney Plus shows. You know what? My boy Ethan, who I work with, is a major, major anime guy. Like, Naruto is his thing. And I was like, you're the guy I'm coming to for this. And it's really funny that the, I, that's where I can relate to it because 
the films isn't something he even pushes out. I, I could see the series, but like I couldn't tell you about a film. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I've yeah. realized about when it comes to that animated series is that like they are again, I know it's like the go-to call for it, but it's the most associated thing that people could talk about. Dragon Ball. Like Dragon Ball has a million and one. <laughs> Dragon <laughs> Ball ain't got shit on One Piece. No, but, but again, I'm just saying like there's all these series. No, no, in terms of in terms of episode numbers. It ain't got I, well, shit I believe, I believe you. I'm just saying this. For me personally, it's the most common name in anime in the UK. You know, I, I, I'm, mm. I've heard of Office, but that's for the sure. Most, yeah, and but again, who, who, who talks films? <laughs> who talks films when they talk Dragon Ball? It's always this. So, right? One Piece World uh, Film Z was my ten. Nine was Ghost in the Shell, and I'm gonna make you eat your words now because my number eight is Dragon Ball Z Broly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a segue. Shut up, AJ. <laughs> uh, listen, listen. I've, I've. Dragon Ball Z has always been. Or Z. Dragon Ball. Z, bro, it's fine. Z is what we call it in the West. I'm pretty. Seto. It's Z. It's fucking. No, I'm. Listen, we're fucking honoring another country's stuff. We're going to say it properly. And people are like, you're being too picky about names. Cool. If you're a football fan, is it Robert Lewandowski or Lewandowski? Right, shut up. What's his name? Um, Fieri. Fieri who? Fieri Henry. <laughs> yeah, Fieri, exactly. Um, like, no, Thierry, Titi. Um, yes, Zed, Dragon Ball Zed. So, much like with One Piece, if you are not clued up in what the fuck's happened in the TV show, okay, like with One Piece, but to a lesser degree. Because One Piece is all sorts of crazy. And that's saying something when you when we're talking about Dragon Ball Z. But Dragon Ball Z is not the same level of crazy as One Piece. Like what bro, One Piece is out there mad. I believe Dragon- you. and I'll be honest, small spoiler to my list. There is no Dragon Ball on my list because I've partially I didn't think the there would be. It I was at a point where I used to watch enough of the series as well. But then I started going from there to GT to Whatever, and I was like, "Don't do GT." Do you know what GT stands for? Well, you said it was like an apology to the guy, isn't it? GT. So Akira Toriyama, who wrote Dragon Ball GT, um, GT stands for Gomen Nasai Toriyama-san. Gomen Nasai in Japanese means "we're sorry." The whole show is literally in the. So they literally wrote the show, and then they were like, "What do we name it?" Toriyama saw it and was like, "The fuck have you done?" So they called it GT. <laughs> the whole show is literally an apology to. Um, is, is this the one where Gohan takes over as the main character? I can't even remember. No. So Gohan takes over as the main character during the Cell Saga. That's Dragon Ball Z. And that's actually one of my favorite sagas, despite Goku. <laughs> He sort of takes over. Goku gets smoked in that season, essentially. Mm-hmm. And Gohan is the one who turns out to be the, the true hero, which I liked. They kind of shifted the lens from it's always been Goku who saves the day. It's like, cool, let's give his son the limelight. I love that. Cell Saga is my favorite. A lot of people pull for the Freezer Saga. Cell Saga is the one for me. Um, but look, this, this takes place pre... Well, hmm, technically, it takes place in a post- gt world but the story threads are linked to zed right just to be really confusing goku 
and Vegeta are at an insane power level now. Like, you know, I've never seen power levels like that. No, you have not. Not like this. Like, David, so you know, you've got the different levels of Super Saiyan, right? Like, do you know this or do you not know this? I know there are levels. I know there, there are levels. levels. So, yeah. Basically, let me see if I've I can. I've played enough of the games to know that you level up on your Super Saiyan. Like, let, let me see if I can get this without pissing off a load of Dragon Ball Z fans who are more hardcore than me. Apologies if I get this wrong. You start yeah. off as super. You start off as a Saiyan, which have got natural power and they're crazy badass motherfuckers. Then you go Super Saiyan. Then it's Super Saiyan two, where your muscles get bigger and that makes you slower. I think. Then it's Super Saiyan three, where your hair gets really, really long. Then it's Super Saiyan four, where your hair's not even blonde anymore, and you revert back to being a monkey. I can't remember what happens after that, but a few levels up from that, you get to where they are now, and that's Super Saiyan God. Just, just, bro, the hair goes blue. <laughs> it's like this is fucking awesome, and what they're fighting the whole movie, and that's why I put it at eight, where One Piece ended up at ten. The whole movie is just a fight. It's like, let's see what happens when we put some money behind the men mental, like, mountain-shattering explosions that you usually get in a Dragon Ball Z fight. So there's another Saiyan dude who comes along, a guy called Broly, who's actually related to Vegeta and Gohan, but he's fucking feral. And he's like, they go Super Saiyan, one, two, three, four, and he literally doesn't blink. They go Super Saiyan God on him, and he's like, Okay, let's fight now. It's like, oh, so he's actually the strongest of all you saying fuckers. And I'm not going to spoil what happens, but bro, the fight. <laughs> the fucking fight. It's so fun. It's such a barrel of laughs. But the whole movie is literally just a fight. That's it. There's nothing more to it. It is just an anime fight. Hmm. That's hmm. it. Interesting. Terry Henry. Thanks, Gavin. <laughs> Good man, Nate. Many of us DB fans pretend GT doesn't exist. My guy knows. My guy knows. So uh, just, makes just interest. Go is on quickly. Unlimited power that they have at that point, or is it don't don't test me now. <laughs> Mixed member Billy had a comment. Mixed member Billy says just checked online. Street Fighter Two is directed by Gisaburo Sugi, who is an anime director. Then it qualifies, dude. Yeah, sure. RJ Skarenki says Dragon Ball Kai is pure trash. It's all edited stuff from the original Dragon Ball. Correct. This is why I get so wound up by all of these. Like they've got all the other episodes and series out there, and it's like. It kind of feels like it's a bit like Power Rangers. Like, just stick at Mighty Morphin and screw the rest. The only seasons of Dragon Ball you want to care about are the original Dragon Ball, where Goku's, like, still a little monkey kid. And, which a lot of people say is their favorite. I don't agree with that. Dragon Ball Z is the one for me, just because the expansive sagas in that are fucking incredible. So that's what I'm familiar with, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Okay, that's what I... Okay. Those two are good, but Z especially is my jam. Like, you have... The first one, which is the... Look, it breaks down like this. Saiyan Saga, Vegeta comes to Earth, Goku twats him. Frieza Saga, Frieza comes to Earth, Goku twats him. <laughs> Cell Saga, Cell gets born out of a load of androids, fucks Goku up, Gohan twats him. Gohan becomes a nerd, Goku gets brought back to life, they have this big fight in, like, the God Domain, and then we get to the last part, which is the Majin Buu Saga, Goku twats him. Sure. It's pretty much as simple as that. Spoiler, Goku's good. 
he's quite cool. good at what he does <laughs> right that's the geeky side of the anime dealt with no more geeky stuff now we can talk about the artistic side of it but i had yeah you can't talk about anime and not talk about the two big hitters of one piece and dragon ball z no i i, I agree your number seven please sir ah studio ghibli welcome here we go spirit of the way oh no sir punt okay, cool and in at in at number six studio ghibli welcome yeah the red turtle it's funny you mentioned that aj it's also my number six nice nice i knew we went for that image actually <laughs> not much different from mine but it's such a fucking yeah. wonderful film isn't it yeah yeah it is actually really sweet i remember you first, i think this is the first time i heard of ghibli can't remember what the episode was, but we, we got it up. We've never done silent movies, have we? I don't believe we did. I wondered. I, I even wondered when we I was watching this again. It's really funny because I was watching it again just to refresh. On the, it was back in Big House days. I know that for a yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how far back it was. Season one or two. Yeah. And um, Mrs. Sonny, like, first of all, she's asking me at first, are these films all Japanese that you watch? And I'm like, yes, there are subtitles and what have you. And this one, like, there's no talking. I was like, no, actually, it's quite welcome. It, like, it, it, and that's the magic of this film. It doesn't actually require any speech. Um, it, it's about a man who's shipwrecked and he's trying his best to, to get off the island that he's on and he's building many rafts and whatnot. And his latest raft gets destroyed and he then comes across a red turtle and is quite pissed with that red turtle flips it on its <laughs> upside down and leaves it for dead then his conscience takes over starts to try to flip it back over doesn't have the strength but he tries to care for it as much as he can then something mystical happens with the turtle i don't want to go any further because i feel like it's it's only right for everyone to watch this like with all really really good slow meditative films um this movie without saying anything has so much to say it's like rewards for kindness it's like being able to deal with isolation it's like the the the, the needing to let your kids go as as they get older and realizing that you don't own them that they're own individuals um being content with the bare minimum there's this movie has so fucking much good to say in it I love how it's paced. I mean, it's a Ghibli film, so the animation is beautiful as a given. I don't need to brag on about that. Do you know what? You say that, though. But you can also see the French influence in it as well. The French Belgium. animation influence. Belgium. Belgium? I thought it was French. Belgium. Take it back. But, yeah. Same, same. <laughs> when it suits me. <laughs> <laughs> they're French fries, right? I mean, they're from Belgium. But, yeah, sure, French fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro I, I i adore this movie it's it's gavin man says the red turtle is damn sorry chris trengove says the red turtle is damn brilliant and gavin man says the red turtle is one of the four films i can talk about i like the animation but wasn't fully taken in by the narrative it is widely loved by many though Do you I know adored it. go on second viewing i appreciated it a lot more and i have to be honest with that um, interesting i can understand that there are parts of it without getting into spoiler as the mystic takes in over the first time i was like yeah it's nice but huh like sometimes i need an explanation to it this time i just accepted it for what it was yeah and i just accepted it for what it was and yeah 
If it wasn't for the kid, there were parts of me that would say hallucination, put it that way. But even then, who cares? But it it, it has a nice story of, you know, what, what you believe is important versus what becomes important to you. How, how your ethics change over time, you know? That raft doesn't become so important that you're in the film, you know? It's those parts that make me go, hmm, okay, I, I like that. Like, your, your view on stuff can change. Funny enough, that's my reasoning behind the film becoming number six. Like, it may have been number 10 prior but my views in life have changed. And I'm like, I get this. I get it a bit more, you know? Yeah. It, it's sweet. That's the thing. It was sweet. Um, yeah. Do you know, that's kind of the thing I like with these. Um, don't get me wrong. Certain animes do have the ultra villain. Ghibli has a way of not giving me that villain all the time. You just have a film with life, essentially. Don't get me I wrong. Mean, I've said spirit <laughs> But I mean, Ghibli was was all kind of designed around Hayao Miyazaki's directorship and his big thing, his big philosophy is that the enemy is the enemy within, the enemy is yourself. Yeah. Like that's uh, all of Ghibli is kind of has an element of that. It's how you deal with your own personal demons, how you deal with the evil. So this is a, Jap a kind of a Shinto belief is that we are ball, we are, yes, all born inherently good, but we're all born with a little bit of evil in us. Which I actually kind of like, because it's not so black and white as, we are born all good and we become bad. It's like, now, while that's true, I, I like this idea that there's a bit of darkness in all of us from the get-go, and it just I has to be harnessed incorrectly, or correctly, if you want to achieve it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so the the that's Miyazaki's big theme. It's that, how do we cope with this inherent evil within us how does it manifest and how do we control it how do we manage it which is why you don't see a lot of obvious villains in in ghibli especially ghibli directed by hayao miyasaki like you could argue that in red turtle for instance the evil is this poor guy who's been shipwrecked because let's be real he butchers a turtle yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah no two ways about it bro um no, I did not to answer your question, okay, AJ. Cool. <laughs> so that was your uh, that was your seven and six, yes? Yes, that's correct. You beat me to it with your uh, private message just now. Just before <laughs> we get just before we get into uh, my seven and six, here is a quick word from our first sponsor. In a non-stop world where you've just got information galore and entertainment galore coming at you left, right, and center, in one ear and out the other, in your eyes and into your brain, we here at the Movie Mount Rushmore would like to talk to all of our film fans about Muesli, a new all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the top trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice so you don't have to worry about hearing something like this. The entire web becomes listenable for the first time all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. You can follow literally any topic as specific as you like, from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or even the Kardashians, if that's your jam. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. And they even have podcasts there as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Movie Mount Rushmore is there too. 
I recently started using it as my default podcast app. They even have digital radio if you want to play it on those long car journeys to work or preferably listen to the Moving Mount Rushmore podcast on those car journeys on, on your long car journeys to work. But download and use new Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description below. And you can use the code Rushmore and receive a one month free premium subscription. Stop scrolling, start listening, and enjoy Muesli, just like we do here at the Movie Mount Rushmore podcast. <laughs> Check it out, guys. Check it out. Top stuff. Muesli is good stuff. Um, cool. So you're seven and six. So, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, did I have a power cut there? Am I still here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very interesting. A whole light system just said, like, um, I didn't even see it. Bizarre, there's a ghost here, obviously. Seven, uh, sorry, just before I continue, I think we've got uh, who's joined us. We've had a few people join us. Uh, Billy Mounts here. Hello, Billy. Hello, Billy. Nico and AJ. Am I late already? Yes, Billy, you are. 51 <laughs> minutes and 46 seconds, exactly. But I, I appreciate you joining us anyway. Yeah. Remember, it's 9 p.m. UK late. time. Every as long as you join us, it's appreciated. You just have to exactly. Billy Mount says, I love anime and you have my attention. Um, and now to answer Francis Lalonde's top question, uh, Naushika of the Valley of the Wind on any lists? Yes, it is, Francis. Right here. My number seven, Naushika of the Valley of the Wind. And please, I'm going to do some linguistic corrections. It is not Norsica. It is not Nausica. Naushika. S-I in Japanese makes sh. Naushika. Oh, as in shit. Uh, I'll get it for, from Francis. It's common here. It is Naushika of the Valley of the Wind. It's on Netflix, bro. Yeah. It's there. It's there. It's one of Studio Ghibli's. Um, oh, funnily enough, this predates Netflix and this predates... Um, this 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 predates um, this topic. I saw Naoshika years ago when I was still dating Tomo, who you met back in the mm -hmm, day. Mm -hmm. Tomo, bless her, introduced me. So I dated a Japanese girl for a while. Tomo, bless her, introduced me to a lot of really really cool anime movies. So that th that this list luckily wasn't too much of a drag for me um, in terms of well, getting that well. <laughs> proper lucky, bro. Like. But I did try and look at others that I hadn't seen before. And to be what? honest, even upon viewing, I was like, you know what? No, there's there's a few which are kind of written in stone for me. The Punt from earlier, Naushika, and there's another one which is coming up in a bit. Naushika of the Valley of the Wind is fucking fascinating. Um, we are in a world where, and again, you've got to remember Japan being subjected to the nuclear holocaust. A lot of Japanese cinema is revolving around the Hiroshima and Nagasaki yeah. bombs, right? As I'm sure we're going to come to. Um, but we are in a post-apocalyptic world. Now, what's interesting is when I say post-apocalyptic, let me bring up this image for you again, AJ. I'm not talking about Mad Negative. Max deserts. Yeah. and Well, I mean, it's not positive, um, but we're not talking about, you know, devastated trash lands in the sense that it's all just gone arid and dead after the nuclear explosions. No, 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 no. It's all just kind of become poisonous, apparently. So what happens is you've got this tiny little 
village town in an area called the Valley of the Wind. We live in a world, as I said, in a post-nuclear world where everything's poisonous. The plants are poisonous. There's these giant fucking bugs called Oms or Omu, of which you see one here, AJ, on the left with the big mm -hmm. claws. Um, that's a big ass bug. It's definitely got some connotations of Frank Herbert's Dune, not the movie, the the book. Look. Definitely inspired by that in some aspects. But Naushika, who is the princess of the Valley of the Wind, she's kind of caught between two. She's caught between a rock and a hard place because surrounded by them is this what they call the Sea of Decay, which is this poisonous forest with the giant bugs, and it's kind of like no-go area. Yeah. They're protected because they're in this valley with wind, so it keeps all of the poisonous spores out of the valley. So they happen to be in like this little pocket um, where, they're, where they're safe. Now, as well as having the Sea of Decay surrounding them, you've got this kind of surviving faction of... As close as Studio Ghibli give to giving us villains called uh, the Tolmechians. Now, what the Tolmechians are trying to... Yeah, Tolmechians, now I think Frank Herbert's Dune, the Iraqians, you know, you're seeing similarities here, yeah? It's there. Um, their big idea is that they want the people of the Valley of the Wind to side with them as they prepare to unleash the Great Weapon. Now, I'm not going to go into too much detail about what happens, but the big theme, the huge, huge, huge theme of this, it's, you know, some people may say, oh, it's a bit James Cameron tree huggery. Um, firstly, fuck off, because that man has now gone of the top five grossing movies of all time. He's done three of them and two of them. <laughs> are the so thank you very much. Um, oh, and, Tit and Titanic is about to be re-released in the next few weeks for its 20th anniversary, and that's going to make more money. So, like, James Cameron just be like fishing for yarn, man. It's not healthy to be in the business of doubting James Cameron, guys. I've said this on pod before. Don't do it. It's just not good for you. Um, but look, it is a bit tree-huggery because the huge connotation in Naushika and the Valley of, of the Valley of the Wind is... It, it's Greenpeace stuff, you know? It's like the, the earth revives if you let it. I mean, COVID fucking proved if you leave leave the world alone, then it will rejuvenate. Uh, I'm sorry, dolphins in, in Venice? Like, that shit happened. Yes, places, that in, happened. In the, places in the UK where the deer just started to reappear. Bro, like, that line in that line in Endgame when Hemsworth, uh, not Hemsworth, Evans is describing, I was just driving over the Brooklyn Bridge and saw whales and the Hudson River. It's like, yeah, that shit happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that was real. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm gonna have to explain that shit to my daughter one day. Going, wasn't fantasy. This is real. We fucked up. Um, now she is all about that. So there's a point where she actually ends up having been captured and ends up under the sea of decay. I'm not gonna go into detail as to how the Tolmekians capture her. She ends up under the sea of decay, and she finds out a very interesting truth about the plants regarding them being poisonous and for the sake of not giving anything away i don't want to say what that is chris francis you've seen the movie you know what i'm referring to um but the movie comes to a kind of head with the big oms and the tolmechians essentially going to war and now she got stuck in the middle trying to stop them it's like it's so unique, AJ, because yes, while, while the animation style is very kind of, you know, you can see where we're going into Ghibli here, but 
it's the it's the art direction not that not the animation stuff not the anime style but the art direction yeah the creature ideas they've had behind some of the monsters the 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 design of some of the plants the the design of some of the ships that they use you can't really assimilate it to anything you can't look at these ships and be like oh that's like star wars or star trek or look at the plants and be like oh that's like i don't know the land that time forgot in the 1960s it's like it's very much got its own identity and that's what i think it should be commended for um the story is great it's well paced but it's unique art direction for me is what really 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 stands out in this movie it's really pretty cool i will i will be, it's on netflix be... brother check it out yeah cool um gavin mann says animation looks similar to song of the sea i appreciate the japanese film came out first yes sir um right and my six was just like yourself the red turtle so um your number five please aj right okay um do you know when you're going through something you're trying to think why have i done animation films before when I know we haven't done anime. It's weird how this other film came on my list. I cannot remember what the subject was, but I've done Ghost of the Shell, and I also recalled them in this film. What it was for, I don't, and Spirited Away. What it was for, I don't know. Um, this is The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Time travel movies? That would be the one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now I'm going for it, I'm like, ah, that would be the one, yeah. <laughs> That, that that was the one. Thank you. Okay. You know when you start ticking different boxes. I don't even remember you talking about that, brother. I'm just putting two and two together and be like, it's kind of in the title, you know isn't it? You know. Yeah. No, I remember going for it. Now this film. Yeah, time travel movies. Can't remember what it was for. I watched it then. Haven't watched it again. I actually really recall enjoying it. Now the the the, the way they time travel with this film, which makes sense. That it was a time travel movie, and the girl who left through time. She uses like acorns or something, and it's she first discovers that she can time travel in her house, and uses this acorn and reenact is going through a similar situation and realizes that everyone else, as all time travel movies are, doesn't realize that she everything she could predict how how does it happen she knows they don't know kind of thing and throughout it she's using time travel to her advantage to get on with you know fix some errors in life get better at school um get closer to the guy that she really likes and it's it's a lot of comedy and it has a lot of intrigue of where is it going to go wrong you start to realize that the more she uses it the more these acorns start to vanish and the film itself was really enjoyable I felt the ending to be really weak. That's the that's my downfall behind this film. I really have, have you seen it? I haven't, mate. Okay, now when you nodded there, that I thought, I thought you were relating. It, no, it, but it's so often the case, isn't it? With some with, with, with us, you know, we get really into a movie and then the ending leaves us both going, Ugh. yeah. Some people might really enjoy it, but I just felt like they tried to where this film had. <laughs> I won't say humor, but it was enjoyable and it also had this intrigue and you could see how it tested friendships and the fact that she made certain moves made people see her differently. You know, all of those narratives you can appreciate of this is what happens when you mess with time. It doesn't always go your way. People start to see you in a different way. You you become overconfident because you feel that you're, you can't make an error. You can always just change it. And then it starts to realize. Then again, with this one, because it's limited time travel, it's the scarcity of how often you can use it. And what happens as well is there was this accident that now I remember. 
in the beginning of the film and it's now going to reoccur again and it's will she what will she do to prevent it and will she use this finite time travel that occurs and all of that was really good and it has you in suspense and then it's something else happens and you're like okay followed by explanation you're like I felt slightly underwhelmed by it. Some other people might feel like it's the ultimate payoff and that's the message and this is what you need to appreciate from it. I was just like, hmm. Now, without going into it, you, you know how there is a part of it that is really good in the payoff maybe. And you know, like going back to Goodwill Hunting, the monologue that we talk about where it tells you about appreciation. Um, yeah, the, the whole um, Sistine, you know the paintings, but have you ever been in the Sistine Chapel, X, Y, Z? But you can't tell me how that beautiful work smells. This also shows you why time travel was essential <laughs> in this film, you know. In a world where certain things don't exist, you would travel back in time to see something for the first time, appreciate it for what it is, or because it wasn't there, what it was like to actually witness it and not just see it in a book. That's one of the key moments in it. But after that, it just felt like, it fell flat after that. There was a good message, okay. but I felt it felt flat. And that's why it would have been higher. But that message at the end was just a bit too weak for me. Fair enough. I mean, I can't comment, bro. I haven't seen it, yeah. but I'll noted. Noted, noted. Right. Uh, my number five was the punt from earlier because I fucking love this film. Akira. <sighs> I'd like to hear what you why you didn't rate it much. No. Do you know the funny thing? It's not that I didn't like it. I felt that I was, for all the hype, you know, like this, if you ever check a list, it's always everybody's number one. Now, even when Yeah, it hype, shouldn't be. Th this is the thing, right? Do you know it's, it's not as guilty, but it's Deadpool guilty. When everyone's like, it's number one, let's check it. Akira, Akira. And I was like, right, let me see it. And it's not that it was shit. But I was no, like, it's great. It, it, Fucking great. Like, I was just like, ah, okay. Now, based on where these other films have crumbled, it was that. I, I, It took me a while to get what our message was, and I started to have a prediction. And then, how can I say this? For a title character, your appearance is minimal as fuck. That's what bugged me. Did well, I read that wrong? Yeah, yeah. Kind of, yes, because Akira doesn't even appear in the movie. You see, there was a no. Does he not appear for like a? a, 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 a I, I want to say half a second, half a minute. There's a point. I'm sure there was a figure that they refer to as Akira, and this was the whole thing. It's where I thought one. It's very hard to get into this without being into spoiler territory, but I thought someone was becoming. Well, screw it. We've already said how much he appears. I thought someone was becoming Akira. To find out he wasn't, wasn't the deal. That, that wasn't the beef. But it was like, for it to be named that, and again, I don't want to say what Akira essentially is, because it's, it's all part of the development. It, to me, it came pretty late in the film. But I was just like, well, is that really what made it the name? Like, the film itself is good. I really enjoyed the film. I was trying to understand where the narrative was, and I believed something was becoming something else. It wasn't as bad as Unlimited Power. It wasn't, but I could, it, it reminded me of that, this ever-growing power and winding me up. And then that's where I just fell a bit short on it. Like, Tatsuo, that's the character we're following as a hero. Tatsuo. Yeah. Tatsuo. I, I loved that character. But even that, we're talking about a biker gang. In didn't, these like, didn't like Canada? 
Come again? Didn't like Canada. Canada was the main dude. Yeah, so this is why I was getting confused in the names. Canada's the main guy, the, the hero we're following, isn't it? And Tatsuo's the one, one with the red jumpsuit. That's yeah, Canada. Cool. That's one. Yeah, Canada's who I liked. Tatsuo's the one who's building power, right? There we go. Now, Tetsuo is like the second coming of Akira, yes. Yeah, exactly. Now, I've had your back the whole time. Your next words are like, I should be the one to kill him. It's like, it, I just felt like he gave up on him a bit too quickly. It was like, I'm coming to save you. Oh, he's out of control. I'm going to kill him. Then it was like, but I've got his back. It just felt, I don't want to say disjointed, but I was like, but you were on his side. I can understand why you were having it the other way. And I could also understand the one who's forever been protected, feeling like he's now can protect himself. I got all of those narratives. But the the balance just, it, it I felt like it jumped some spots. It, I felt like it needed a bit more meat on the bone for me to understand why your emotions have changed the way they had. Personal feeling. I, I actually see where you're coming from on this. Um, I'll, I'll go as far as to say that, I'll go so far as to say that that's what you've just described is what a lot of people, including me, experience when they watch these Japanimation films for the first time. Um, they can feel a little bit disjointed and they can feel a little bit rushed in parts. I've always said, and this is just a personal opinion, I've always said that the narrative style of Japanimation or anime it's very, very, very paralleling to real-life Japanese society, whereby you get these slow, long burns of what they call shigoto, which is work, and these quick bursts of pleasure, and then we're back to these long lulls. I do think it's purposeful. Like, the Japanese are very profound with that sort of shit. I don't think it's a coincidence that they're trying to get their their their, their narrative pacing to match their real-life pacing. Which um, is natural. It's, it, it is natural. It's what reflect to you, yeah. It, it it definitely reflects them, and I do think that there's something to be said of it the the pacing and the actual delivery of the narrative feeling disjointed. Very Japanese, bro. Very, very, very Japanese. Do you know this is the thing? I think I've adapted to Ghibli in a way of how they portray different stuff. Like, let's talk yeah. about Spirit of the Way. I remember the first time. So, it's, I mean, it's coming up. How you adapt to how they portray a ghost compared to how we portray ghosts, or certain right. bits like that. So I've adapted to that, but it was through the narrative of this. Mm -hmm. Maybe just because of other films I'd seen along the way, I just I get slightly disjointed. It's not that it was crap. I, I enjoyed the story. No, no, so no. Like, I'm yeah. not getting the impression that you're yeah. saying it's crap, but yeah. I, I hear what you're saying and I yeah, get it, it because it, it just, there were certain parts, and I can again. It's, it's being able to reflect to the culture and maybe others could see it in a different way. And I was really enjoying it and I could see the power and I believed in everything that was going on. I could see what overconsumption of power meant as well. You know, all of that was reflected in there. But it was just those parts that was just... It could have, I just needed more meat on the boat. Essentially, it's that. There was no... I See, it's interesting considering where, where it's set and when it's set. Um... I actually think it's very, very reflective of what's going on in the UK now. Like, I, I'm not saying we're about to unleash some kind of psychogenesis monster. Um, but, you know, you look at everyone striking. You look at everyone. You know, we. I, I kind of feel like we are on the cusp of a little mini revolution here. I, but, again, the lights are going out. I'm not saying, like... 
but but by revolution, I'm not saying we're about to bring out the guillotine again and decapitate good old Rishi. Um, as much as I don't like the Tories, I don't advocate decapitations. Just so we're clear on that. Um, but I do feel like we are on the cusp of a little bit of a revolution. You know, the the it's a, a, an economical revolution, if that makes sense. For sure. For um, sure. There may be. A, I mean, we're for the last few years we've already had a lot of protesting on the streets now we're getting a lot of striking the striking is starting to get public backing you know the government were, and all these uh news outlets like good morning britain were saying oh you know the train strikers they're they're never gonna get uh they're never gonna get anywhere lo and behold they're getting public backing left right and center because they're going about things in a way which is relatable this might be us lead you know I, i'm speculating here but we might be on the verge of a new status quo in the coming i don't think it's going to happen in our lifetime but i think it's you know i think we're planting the seeds here for something that could happen maybe in my daughter's lifetime mm. kind of change of the dynamic of power politics and akira is talking about that so i would you know i rewatched this for the purpose of this um and i was looking at it going Damn, this feels a bit fucking uk at the moment doesn't it students protesting over tax reforms i'm like Hmm. <laughs> Where have I seen that before? <laughs> hmm. This feels quite fresh. It was made a long time ago, and this yet still feels fresh. Of course, as with most things we've already discussed, this is again all allegorical with regards to the Hiroshima bombing, the Hiroshima bombings. Sorry, and Nagasaki can't not only mention one. Um, you know, we're we're in a world where World War Three's happened. We're in Neo Tokyo. We're in a world with psychics. Akira is a seminal piece of anime, but viewer beware, it is hyper-violent. Like I said at the top of the show, if you're tuning in for like the kind of Disney Pixar DreamWorks, mm -mm. that opening chase, for instance, the bike chase, who dug it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who it? Like, and it, that's something I love about the, the way the Japanese animate their characters feels so fucking different to us, and I love what they do. Like, people seem to move in a much more authentic and natural way. The facial animations feel less anime and more true to life, despite not being motion captured. It's beautiful what they've done. So, you know, when you have a motorbike crashing through a window and literally flattening someone in front of his girlfriend, you're, it kind of makes you go, fuck, <laughs> yeah, yeah. because it feels that much more authentic. So it hits that much harder. I love Akira. Adore this movie. But I'm going to second what Chris Trengove says here. Akira is great. I also think it's a wee overrated. I that's the I think that was also the thing. It was this oh the, the, it's it. You type it in like best anime movies on Google. Akira is the first. Oh, of course, picture. of course. You, you go into everywhere. It it's so highly listed, and I think Akira and Spirited Away they always come up. It Akira is also something I've heard of for the longest of time. You know, um, there's my number three is a film I was partially watching, rewatching. Watch it loads. I'll get into it, but. That like anytime I mention that, people are like, oh, that's good, but have you seen this? And Akira was always the one, you know. So yeah, but Akira is the is the is the violent movie. It's the this, it's the that. And I'm like, I'm not disputing what you're saying, but slow down. <laughs> that that was all it was, you know. So I, I agree. Know. I agree. Yeah. I completely agree. And to answer uh, Ibrahim El Mala, does Isle of Dogs qualify? I mean, it's set in Japan. Not being set in Japan isn't. 
it doesn't constitute an anime. It needs to by, be... by that proxy, so would Big Hero Six, but no. Right. San Fran <laughs> Tokyo. <laughs> um or Sora the Last Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> um no, it doesn't qualify. It's made by it's made by Wes Anderson and it's not even made in a in an anime style. Like there's it's it's a stop motion essentially. So no, definitely not. Beautiful film though, Ibrahim. I love Isle of Dogs. Um right. That was my number five. So AJ, your number four. Okay. Um, so I'm just writing down Isle of Dogs. Oh, there we go. I love this. I'm not going to promote the phone again. But when you're doing a tick box, it can literally tell you film. So I just start typing it. It's like Isle of Dogs. Like, I love it. Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So for my to-see list, it's, oh, it's awesome. Right. This was one from Ghibli, again, that you mentioned that you thought I would like. And I wasn't mm. sure at first, but it's, it's yeah, it caught me. Have you done it? What have you done it? Have you taken my advice? Have you watched the yeah, movie? No, it's, it's my number four. But is it the is one it, I'm thinking? Which one do you think it is? Boku no Totoro, Kimi to Yume Miru. Yes, my neighbor Totoro boy. Indeed, indeed, indeed. It's really funny because I've seen stuff where they've got like live action plays and stuff of my neighbor Totoro. It's it, it comes up, I believe it's even in like some arty cinemas, more art based cinemas like i see this poster on a lot and ever since you told me you thought i'd like it 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 was been on my list and the film first started it's weird isn't it it's weird it's all kinds of weird and i was like i don't know if this is gonna be for me totoro himself i wasn't sure if it was gonna be for me the little sister is my absolute hero i i I love it absolutely loved it and it's really weird because i also again going back to that other ghibli film the little dust dust bunnies that they you have yeah, yeah. reminded me of Spirited Away instantly. I was like, I've seen these guys before. For what, sure. What? Yeah. And it was it, that, that I was like, I've got a flashback and I'm like, what is he what is this film gonna be about? And it's this weird story that you you know, it's two little girls with their dad moving to this countryside and their mum's in hospital and they're just adapted to life and they're hearing about, you know, the I I, I anticipated a horror. I got this weird fantasy film and I just loved the journey. It, again, and this is what I say of what I love about Ghibli and again, the narratives that you, you put out of how the enemy is within. They see these weird characters, which in the West, take away Monsters, Inc. Anything prior to Monsters, that time I saw the light flash. Anything prior to Monsters, Inc. Looking weird, you are the bad guy. You know, Even if you take something like The Hunchback of Notre Dame, now, as much as Quasimodo is the good guy, to those within the narrative of the film, he's the bad guy until you start to learn to appreciate him. And here, it's just auto-acceptance, which I just thought was... It's, a, it's amazing. It's wonderful. You, know? you, you see the, 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 the cat-taxi <laughs> the cat taxi that you've got there, the cat fast. So and cool. It, it's weird, and don't get me wrong, it kind of gives me... It gave me very Alice in Wonderland vibes when I saw that. Big time, um, big time. You you get that same kind of trippiness, but again, where Alice would be slightly nervous around them, they just embrace it for what it is. And this is what the whole story was. It's just embracing this this journey. And you know, the two sisters have in this very very tight bond. And you know, again, you at one point you think it is the younger sister who's just imagining it, or her older sister sees it. Dad is just oblivious them trying to make their way to mum because they think mum's on her way out and that that determination her looking for her sister 
when she goes missing because she missed them when they turned the corner to go in the house. All of the, it, it was a wave of emotions in this one film. And I just didn't know what to expect at any given time. And I just thought, it's, it's great. I'm about saying it's this fantasy in a countryside, but I just enjoyed the journey through and through. And of course, the dust bunnies in Totoro are not real. Yeah. It's all the girl's defense mechanism for dealing with grief. Yeah. Allegories in Japan. Gotta love that shit. Indeed. You really have got to love that, bro. The, I, I left Totoro off because I was banking on you putting it on. Thank you for that. <sighs> All right. My number four, I'm going to piss off Chris here because my number four is Spirited Away. It is most definitely a top five anime of all time. Definitely. It's not even a doubt. Just will you? I've got fucking gremlins. No, in the I'm wires. seeing it. Like, more and more, I'm seeing it. Yeah. Right, I've got gremlins in the wires, I'm telling you. Um, the inventiveness of this film is insane. The the subliminal messaging in this film about the seven deadly sins, about greed, about anger, about sloth. I mean, it's like, it's nuts how much they managed to do with this movie. The idea of this, stop it. The idea of this temple where everyone has to, you know, clean these, these dirty beasts, this boy who turns into a dragon, Onibaba, which by the way, the Onibaba, that's like Japanese folklore 101, but, they somehow nailed so many Japanese tropes and made them feel fresh in this. And the universal theme of family is there on display. So you're dead now, are you? You're not working anymore, I see. Cool. Um, yeah, bro. I, Spirited Away is a sensational piece of filmmaking, but I'll be the first to say it's overrated. Well, look, it's my number six, and again, no, no disrespect here intended, Chris. It's not Akira levels of overhyped. I remember when something came in, we were talking about fantasy locations, and someone brought up the bathhouse, and everyone, oh yeah, you the bathhouse, and everyone's, like, oh my god, I forgot the bathhouse, and, and I was like, what is this film? <laughs> like, why is everyone going shit crazy over a fucking bathhouse? The bathhouse like, is cool. I'm not saying it's that, but I was like, what's going on? I watched it. I'm like. Ah! Again, I'm the first to admit it. Sometimes it needs a second viewing from me. Sometimes I miss the subliminal messages. I take it for the direct message that's being portrayed to me. And I'm like, you know what? But with me still watching it in that vein, I can still appreciate it. So I can agree with you. And, you know, hearing you go with that a little bit deeper again is cool. Maybe upon a rewatch, I'll be like, ah, now you got me. And it might be higher up. So I'm just rule explaining of, why. Rule of thumb, AJ. I can't think of a single okay, take what take one piece in Dragon Ball Z out of this out of this statement. Other than that, I believe this statement holds true. For me, I haven't ever been in a situation where the Japanese animes haven't got better and better as I rewatch them. They, they they get better every single time. I, bro, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Um Francis Lalonde says, I, I'd say Spirited Away tends to be rated higher because it was one of the first Ghibli films which got major recognition from film awards, leading to more recognition, leading to more bandwagon fans. 
leading to more wide distribution as well. Um, I think that's that's one of the reasons Spirited Away, especially even more so than Akira, Spirited Away are it, because it's so widely distributed around the world and around the West. Easy access means people are obviously going to latch onto it. They go, "Oh shit, this Japanese animation's good." Oh wow, this is great. What's your best anime movie? Spirited Away. Have you seen any others? No, but that's not the point. It's a fantastic film, but it's definitely not the be-all to end all of anime movies. I hate you. I hate you. Cool. Um, so that was my number four. Uh, oh, wait, hang on. Chris Trengove says, Spirited Away was the second movie ever to win the best animated feature Oscar category that debuted the prior year. Yeah, I mean... It's great. It's my number four, bro. I adore it. Right. Uh, just to check your DMs before we go any further. Checking my DMs. You slid into my DMs, did you, AJ? Yeah, 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 uh, is, it, is it your number three now? Yeah. Okay, cool. No, no, no. no. Uh, thank you for nudging me on that. Before we continue, a little word from our other sponsor. Hello, film family. Nico here from the Silver Screen Dudes, and I am here today to talk to you about Movie Palette, this beautiful piece of artwork that you can see in front of me here. Movie Palette is something that I think is going to be absolutely perfect and essential for our existing Silver Screen Dudes, Movie Mount Rushmore film family. The geeks that exist in our community and the passion that you all have for film, I genuinely think this product is going to recognize, is going to resonate with you. Here's how Movie Palette works. A Movie Palette is a distinctive way to enjoy your favorite movie displayed artistically on canvas. The Movie Palettes are carefully crafted by digital artists who choose the dominant colors from each scene of your favorite movie. These vibrant colors are arranged side by side in stripes on a high quality canvas. The stripes are displayed in chronological order and the width of each corresponds to the length of the movie scene. The result is an intriguing piece of artwork that gives you a unique view of movies that you've seen many times before. This one I've got here happens to be from my favorite sci-fi movie, The Thing. And as you can see, we start off in the ice here and we finish off all dark with Kurt Russell in, in the snow just about to die. Is he the thing? Is he not? The entire movie, scene by scene, is captured in this canvas. If you're not a fan of the thing, don't sweat it. If you head on over to moviepalette.com now all, and you click on the All the Movies tab, you will see that there are nearly 2,500 movie palettes already there from the world's most popular movies, including IMDb's Top 250. There's even some TV shows in there. Can't find what you're looking for, unlikely, but possible with the knowledge of our film community. Well, you can actually send Movie Palette the movie you love with the date that that movie was made in, and they will create a custom Movie Palette of the movie that you send them. And the best part is, as they are friends of the show, if you use code SILVER15 right now, you will be able to get 15% off all your orders from Movie Palette. So, guys, Honestly, this, as you can see from the live stream already, is hanging on the back of my wall. I love it. It's really added something to the streams. It's added something to my workspace. I can't recommend it enough. And as I've said already, given the type of audience that we have and the film fans that we have in our community and the attention to detail that we discuss every single week on the Movie Matt Rushmore podcast, I genuinely think 
you guys are going to love Movie Palette. So use code SILVER15 right now and get 15% off your orders and get a Movie Palette up on your wall. And now back to the show. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Movie Check Palette. Very good. Have you ordered yours yet, AJ? <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. There's a cost of living crisis. I'm just well. Today's the end of the month. It's it, it's it's not to say it's not on the want list. I'm just making sure can, I can. But you can use code Silver fifteen and get a discount. I'm not saying no, bro. Don't guilt trip me. It's on the list. It's on the list. It's more of a March purchase than a Feb purchase. Christmas was intense. That's all I'm saying. But no, it's, it's definitely on the list. And Silver fifteen is definitely going to be used. I guarantee you guys that. Love I've that. Said it already. It's a big bang theory. I know. I know it on the list our on whole the list. universe was in a hot dense state i actually started watching that again recently it's fucking great pure gold pure gold it really is uh your number three then aj right, my number three was partially my number 10 because oh. i can't remember. wow okay no 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 because i cannot remember it this was my first this film is the first ever anime i ever watched this when i saw it was a manga in my head because that's what okay right this is what it was and it's only through lack of not remembering it i was actually re-watching it just before we went live and i'm like oh, no and i no, it has to be I, I'm, it's gonna stay here i'm, I'm putting it back like low because it's high should i say because I, I just love the film anyone talks to me about anime this film came up it's adult action like if you think akira's got action i feel this film just it all kinds of mad action it's called fist of the north star the movie um yeah. Coincidentally, while reading up about it again as well, when I was trying to find it, John Cena's favourite anime. <laughs> but that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Got Sold! Yeah. And again, John Cena's favourite actor is Will Ferrell, so you. Yeah, I know, right? Um, this, in my heart of hearts, like when I heard anime, first film that came to my head. First film that came to my head. I was like, it's going to be number one. Two films beat that out. One, I think we commonly would agree on. And the second one, oh my God, the other one. But anyway, let's focus. Let's stay on target. Let's keep it. Fist of the North Star. Bear with okay. me on this. I've literally never heard of this. Thanks. For <laughs> There's Chris. Right. Um, hopefully you can find it. Was it Billy Billy, right? Um, Billy Billy. This film, believe it or not, was on BBC Two. My dad recorded it. I have no right watching this film at the age I was, right? It is huh. violent. <laughs> it is violent. But um, what it's essentially about is this 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 guy, his name is Ken, believe it or not. It's Ken. It, it, it gives me tones of um, Street Fighter, but it's not Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. Like, the, the villain's name is Shin. He literally looks like he's dressed like Vega, but he's got blonde Ken. Like, Ken looks more like Ryu, Leo? Right? I'm trying to get it correct while I'm saying That's it. Correct. Right? While Shin, the villain, the main villain of this film, looks like a cross between Vega and Ken because he's got Ken's blonde hair and he's dressed around <laughs> it's all kinds of weird and it always reminded me of Street Fighter but violent to the extreme. Now, essentially, Shin has been crowned the the fist of the South Star. Now, again, I've, not, I've just been refreshed and I just fell in love with the film again so I'm giving you as much as I can remember. He leaves, him and Ken have trained together. But through jealousy and the fact that Shin really likes Ken's girl, he beats the living fuck out of him and leaves him for dead. And the only reason he doesn't kill him is because he's said, like, Shin, Ken's girl, Julia, or something like that, has agreed to go off with him, right? It's like, okay, just leave him alone. 
I'll come with you, what have you. A year passes and Ken is now a mercenary just defending people who are vulnerable. They're vulnerable to bullies and what have you. And it is just literally him. There is some severe ass kicking and it's him ascending to become the fist of the North Star, followed by the great showdown between these two villains. I would love to go deeper. I'm in the middle of rewatching it, guys, but it, it was so dear, near and dear to me. And the more I watched it, the more I was like, this is why I love this film. <laughs> but I was prepubescent, put it that way, when I first saw it. <laughs> <laughs> right? I nicked the, the VHS that my dad had and watched it. And I was like, this is the film. And this, again, I saw the levels of violence. It's insane. Uh, mix your the, the, the violence that you're familiar with in Japan. It, but make it an adult version of Street Fighter. Like they go intense. Like your brains exploding. Like mix it with a, a hint of Mortal Kombat, if you would, you know, but in a Street Fighter world, like you're seeing brains explode, guts, blood and guts everywhere. It's that kind of film, but intense. And it's it's one that's near and dear to me. I would love to go deeper. The memory's not there right now. Billy Mount's back. Hello, Billy. Thank you for coming back. And AJ, no worries. Listen, you've you've intrigued me. <laughs> yeah, try it, please. Chris, please, you've please. just said I've never heard of this. Thanks for the introduction. I'm hoping with my number three, I'm going to bring a movie to a lot of people which they haven't heard of. Um, Got to thank my ex for this. Tomo, if you're there, she's not watching. But if you are or listening, I thank you. Arigato gozaimashita. Because my number three is the incredible Tekon Kinkrit. Mm. I didn't have that on the list, but I'm not I'm not knocking it. Okay. Doesn't show up on a lot of lists because it's very, very obscure. Very is it double K? Yes, double K. Okay, Think of Tekken, but instead of E N and the N, it's O N and then Kinkrete. Yeah, I'll put, I'll put put the poster up again just so you can get the name. Tekon yep. in Crete. Got, Got it. it. Yeah, thank you. Oh, I, was, I actually I was when I was playing Call of Duty with Takuya this last weekend. I actually said, "What's your favorite anime movie?" And he was like, oh. "Tekon no Kin Kritu." I was like, "What okay. now?" Okay. He said, mm, "Tekon no Kin Kritu." I said, like, "What?" Tekon Kin Kritu, Nikosan. I'm like, "Oh, cool." But I'm not going to go into a big Japanese lingua thing now. But like, yeah, the name is slightly different in Japanese. The movie is like nothing you've ever seen before. Um, in the, <laughs> the story is set in Treasure Town. Life can be both peaceful and violent. And this is never truer for our heroes. Black, also known in the movie as Kuro, and White, Shiro. And they are the perfect representations of yin and yang. Black and white, Shiro and Kuro are two street kids who well, claim... Huh? Just had a mini emergency. Nothing to panic about. But can you just go widescreen on this one? I'll just need to fix something very quickly. Yeah, bro. Sure. A mini power cut on the other side of the house. I, I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, let me remove AJ and jump in. Hello, everyone. You're stuck with me now. So, yes, um, as I was saying, in Treasure Town, life can be both peaceful and violent. We have our two heroes, Kuro and Shiro, black and white. They're two street kids, orphans. You know, they live in a little broken down mini beetle and they roam the streets just trying to survive. Um, but they 
they survive in a way that they're claiming this urban jungle as if it was their own. In this treasure town, however, an undercurrent of evil exists, and it has its sights set on the two brothers, forcing them to engage in battle with an array of old world Yakuza and aliens. Um, the animation on Tekon Kinkrit is like nothing you have ever seen before. The it's it's kind of like it's kind of like spirited away meets steampunk. It's very unique in that. Um, a lot of the shots you'll see in it are a lot of the shots you'll see in it, you'll actually see copied not as well, but still copied in modern anime movies. Animation, sorry. Fun, funnily enough, the one that really stuck out to me, there's this very famous shot of uh, when Kuro jumps backwards off a building and the camera flips upside, well, the camera, the camera flips upside down so that the top of the buildings, um, instead of him falling down, he's falling upwards. It's just a camera trick. But it's one which you will have seen more recently in things like Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse. That now iconic shot of Miles Morales falling down, but actually upwards. All of that shit's from Tech on King Creed. It's violent, um, hyper-violent, in fact. Like, some of the fights with the Yakuza are really, really bloody. Um, the it, It's it's very high-paced. Like, the, it, despite it's got some length to it, it's over two hours, which is quite long for a Japan animation, but it's... Did you hear any of that, AJ? Or <laughs> I just said hyperviolent, which is kind of like cool. But I've gone from hero, black and white, to hyperviolent, which yeah, is a bit annoying. It's incredible, mate. Like just just listen back to this podcast or video at some point, just for the sake of the audience. I'm not going to go and repeat everything no, no, no. I just said, but it's it's yeah. So the one thing I did want to say while you're here, Chris Trengrove is saying gorgeous shot. You know, in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, that classic shot of when Miles jumps off the building, but they flip the camera around so that he's actually going yeah. upwards. Yeah, that's from Tech on Concrete. That's not an original idea. Oh, nice. So you're, if you like modern animations, you'll see a, a lot of the shit comes from Tech on Concrete. Like, it's highly influential. It's kind of like Kimber the White Lion. It's like that thing that no one knows about, <laughs> but it's super influential. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Trengrove says, Nico, you to me indeed. Um, Billy Mount says, this was directed by an American. I first discovered this because my grandma bought it as a uh, bought it at a big lots. Um, yeah, it's an excellent movie. I know why he's called Black Kuro, because there's a crow with him and acts like a crow in that one scene. Oh, yes, indeed. Nice. I'm very impressed you've seen this, Billy Mount. You're like the first person I've I've ever spoken to. Is like, yeah, I know that film. I'm like, damn, respect. <laughs> um, your number two, please, AJ. Bro, this film. <sighs> if it wasn't for my affinity and sentimental value of number one, you could. Quite okay, like so it. we've got the same one. Cool. Yeah. Perfect blue. I've heard of this. Oh, this has no. This has. This could be made into a film tomorrow, live action film. The 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 levels of this film is deep. Like we're talking psychological thriller in animation. 
And I've never seen nice. that across any platform, you know? Um, yeah, it's absolutely insane. Now, the story is of this girl who's in... Your turn to carry on. <laughs> During the good films, right? During the good films. Okay, guys. All right, over to me. Um, yeah, my turn. Run, Nico, run. <laughs> so during um, this, oh man, I wish he heard it, but he could hear this one. So it's the story of a young girl who is part of a trio, uh, a, a singing trio band in Japan. And she's, we're catching her as they're doing a performance at this concert, but it's not this major concert. They've got like these fake Power Rangers at a TV studio, but she's leaving the group and is entering into the world of acting. So she's got this very small part in a, in a crime series what's going on and that's going to develop. And she's trying to break away from her teeny bopper um, characteristics. And through this, she, she's recording and you can see the nerve she's going through for this one line in this film and the, the different roles that's going to be available to her. She then goes home and reads this email from someone. Now, this email first starts off as really funny because it talks about how she gets off the tube and she never gets off with her left foot. It's always with her right foot. And she's giggling because it's it's like, how, oh, how, how, did someone know, how did someone know this about me? And she might be thinking like it was been said in a previous interview. That's me paraphrasing there. It starts to then go further. It talks about how when she goes to the shops, the different, the, the specific milk she buys, the, the food she buys for her fish and how they appreciate it. And now she starts to get a bit nervous. Now it starts to trigger her into, how does this person know this much about me? But then she she continues, she goes back to work and she 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 can see her with her in her agency. And she can see that her her friends, the, 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 the fellow two, um, singers that she worked with are doing really well they've actually charted in the top 100 for the first time without her and you can see she's slightly troubled by it, but she's happy for them and she's still maintaining her course and then you, through this you see that there's another um job offer that's come to her and there's a rape scene in this film in this and like one of the people that she works with in the agency is like no she won't do it she's like no i'll, I'll do it i'm I'm, I'm an actor now, this is what I do. And you can see through it, she was very uncomfortable, but she goes through with it. And you see the different parts where it, there are times you wonder how real it is because the, the, the emotion is quite real in this. She goes home and as she goes home, her fish are now dead and that's upset her. And there's all these different elements and you can see her now challenged about how, how troubled she is about doing the rape scene. It's not something she wanted to be involved in. It's not... <laughs> Sorry, you came in at the worst. She, so she wasn't, I'll, I'll cover it because I've just started. Um, it's a singer becoming an actor. She's breaking away from this like girl group that she was in and she's now becoming an actor and she's just going into this one line of a film. And once she gets home from doing her one line in the film, um, she gets this email from someone who's like detailing her life. And it's like day one, I got off the tube like I normally do. But I think my day might have been slightly wrong because I came off with my left foot first, not my right foot. And she giggled like, oh, how does someone notice about me? It then goes deeper into her in the supermarket, the specific milk she buys, the food she buys for her fish, X, Y, Z. Then she goes off. Now that she's left her group, her group have now not well, have charted, they're number 83 in the, in, the, in the charts. It's the first time they've ever done it. You can see it slightly troubles her, but she's like, good for them kind of thing. She gets offered another acting role and there's a rape scene in it. And she's like, no, I, I, I can do this. I can do this. As she gets home, this is where you've come in and heard the rape scene. Her fish are dead and she's, she feels all over a space and she gets this message from a computer from, it seems like her previous self in there 
like saying, oh, but you know you didn't want to do that. And this is why things are going wrong. And she literally has this major breakdown. And she's like, I didn't want to do the rape scene, but I'm so grateful for everyone that gave me these opportunities. <laughs> like I should have done it, but I should have said no. And you can see the conflict build up in her. And gradually this message of her former self seems to be haunting her more and more. Like it always seems to be giving her messages of, well, maybe you shouldn't be in acting. Maybe you should go back into the world of singing. And she's challenging herself into, no, but this is what I wanted. This is what I want to do. And how, how are these messages doing it? Coming into me. And it becomes a level of, is it psychosis? Is, am I hallucinating these messages? She starts to see a doctor over the situation. Then things start to blur into the world of reality because where she's in this murder investigation TV show, it starts to unravel that people around her that she's working with on this production are dying. And is it linked, is it not? Then it starts to build into, is she the person who's actually killed them? Is it a case of psychosis, is it not? I was blown away by how good this film was. I don't even wanna go any further because I will be, will be touching spoiler territory, but it's the blurring of reality, the, 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 the demands of society of what you should do, you know, the, the cost of fame, breaking away from your previous character to be seen in a different light, the appreciation people have for you in one way, in another. This film was absolutely gold. I honestly could not recommend it enough. It's tops as a movie. I, I did not expect it from animation. Hmm. I only heard part of that and it sounds great. Well, I thought I did kind of come back to you and start it from the top, but yeah. Bro, yeah, it was good. Um, I, just, I just come over here um okay so thank you chris i'm happy that you've seen it um billy mount says wasn't darren aronofsky at one point going to do a live action remake of perfect sounds like I his fucking cup so. of tea i freaking hope so because it i hadn't heard that but i would love to see that and chris also says Satoshi Kon was such a gifted filmmaker. He directed only five feature films and one TV series and died too young at the age of 46 in 2010. Damn, but yeah. Oh, bro. And Chris, I'm happy that you've seen it as well because, oh, gold. Absolute gold. No comment, haven't seen, but sounds amazing and I will see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it a shot. Right? Sounds fucking great. Uh, I mean, I was quite hyped to talk about my number two, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By all means, proceed. Um, bro, much like the way you just described Perfect Blue, like th this is similar because you know, th th through the course of this, we've talked about mystical islands and red turtles, we've talked about cybernetic beings, we've talked about post apocalyptic wastelands, we've talked about super saiyans and pirate kings, we've talked about you know, fabled bathhouses, we've even talked about you know, aliens and old school yakuza in the town where boys can fly. Like, there's been, it's, yeah, we've even talked about grief in the form of a big cuddly cat. <laughs> um, there's, there's, there's been some crazy shit. Japanese anime is equally powerful when it rains itself in a way from the fantasy, not that it should stop doing that because it's so good at that. Um, but sometimes it rains itself in like what you just described with perfect blue and it kind of kind of tells a story which you think well this doesn't need to be an anime this could have been shot as a live action movie but still chooses to do it in the anime style and my number two is very much like that because my number two is a silent voice this movie is on my list of things to see actually it, it should be because i brought it up before this movie 
is sensational. It's <laughs> dropping the O word here, AJ. It is an odyssey about a young. <laughs> it is an odyssey coming of age story. Um, that's probably why I brought it up before coming of age stories. So I don't think I'm saying anything revelatory here. Japan has got the highest suicide rate in the world. Um, and this movie explores that. So we're talking taboo topics here. And it's hard to talk about this without giving much away. Okay, so the lead character starts off by bullying this girl at school. And the reason he bullies her, this is going to touch you, is because she's she's um, she's deaf. <laughs> so she can't get her words out properly. She can sign and she can kind of, mm, mm, you know, just make kind of mumbles and jitters. Um, obviously, you know, kids are fucking cruel. So without a doubt, she gets bullied at school. And one kid in particular, and th th this is a wonderful bit of bit of poetic injustice here. He actually fancies her, but you know, it's it's like it's like you know, treat him mean, keep him keen. But this is like levels of fuckery. And this continues as they grow old together until they get closer and closer and closer. But then she tries to take her life, and he realizes that despite the fact that they've got closer and closer, what he did to her when they were younger has fucked her up. And it's because of him that she's in this state now. It's got so much to say about who you choose as your entourage and the importance of choosing, quote unquote, good people to be in your entourage. People who won't be afraid to say, hey, you're bullying her. Stop. As opposed to people who will say, hey, let's do more bullying. Yeah, yeah more of that. More bullying of that yeah. death, girl. Um, it's got, again, you have to be a you have to be aware of the social implications in Japan of suicide and of teenage bullying. Like we have bullying here in schools, obviously, and it's condemned. They don't do much about it in Japan. Like it's kind of just the teachers just kind of like say, hey, get on with it. You know, not get on with bullying, but just, you know, stop it and get on, get on with life. More important things. Shigoto, shigoto, shigoto. Have to work. Don't have time for this nonsense. Sad fact. Um, the movie is... It's very rare for an anime to have this level of subtlety to it without having to go bombastic and over the top. It's downplayed. It's, it's kind of like if Red Turtle could talk. It's so quiet in its delivery. And yet when shit happens, it really kind of like goes, ah. it hits hard, bro. It's, it's, it's a fantastic movie. I'm intrigued. Chris, Tren Chris Trengroff says everyone should see Perfect Blue and goes on to say a silent voice is very great. Thank you, Chris. On both Billy Mao says, is this movie really silent, Lord? Billy Mao, slap, slap. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I have a feeling Billy said it prior to the definition. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. Um... Chris Drangov, I think this is a nice point. People, not me, criticize this movie because they feel it empathizes too much with the bully character. So, I, I mean, I get why they would think that, but I also think that's that's not it. That's kind of like calling The Last of Us just another zombie show. It's like, yeah, while literally true, also kind of misses the point, the bigger point. Um I disagree. I just invite you to look at episode three of The Last of Us, which is literally a homosexual story about life and death. That's it. Nothing to do it with is, zombies. Is episode... Okay, let me start again. 
without going into episode three, this is a current exact piece for piece of the the game, right? Kind of. Mo- the, 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 the main narr- the main narrative they're following, um, Bill in the game wasn't gay. Right. Here we go. Let's go for it now. Should I avoid watching this show without playing or having should I play the game first? Or they are two separate entities and it doesn't really matter. I don't want any spot. I don't know where I want I don't let me ask you, let me ask answer you like this. Anya has seen me play the game on and off now and then, not really ever got invested in it. Um, hates zombie, anything scary. Like she, she can't handle goosebumps on Nickelodeon. Like she's the most squeamish watcher of media I've ever seen. Loves this show. Okay. I'm going to take Chris's advice, mind you. Play the game first. So. You're, so you're never going to play the game or see the show, so we're fucked here. So. <laughs> no, 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 listen, I will, I, no, it's actually on my list. I think it's my, I can't say how quick I'm going to finish the game. And It's not I, long. It's it, not it, a long it, game. It depends. It took me forever to finish Spider-Man, which shouldn't have. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a weekend. <laughs> there you go. Well, here we go. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But I will start the game first, Chris. Thank you. And then if the game's not for me or I know it's taking too long, I'll just jump on the TV series. But I do want to try and do it the right way. The game is incredible. Um, what's your worst, AJ? So this is the sad bit. Um, might want to tell people to start putting up their top four. I actually don't have one. Um, there you I, go, people. Um, Put up your top four or your top tens in the comment section down below, and we'll come back to them when we do the Rushmore. Stop commenting. The only thing I nearly drew for, but I still respect it quite a bit, is I nearly drew for um, the Final Fantasy um, animation film that came out. Um, all those years back, and I couldn't even remember if that was, I'm sure it was anime, the one that didn't actually use any actors and X, Y, Z on the other, and it's only purely because it wasn't Final Fantasy VII, that would have been the only reason I was going to make it a worse. I didn't get enough chance to watch enough films, and I actually really wanted to catch more um, for this. Sadly, some AJ Visions don't come with subtitles, and when they do, sometimes they come in Russian, <laughs> which also doesn't help me. So <laughs> it's a bit of a challenging ri- list this, this week, but I'm very happy for the films I've seen, put it that way. Cool. I do have a worst, and it kind of hurts me to put it on as a worst um, because it is from a franchise, a gaming franchise that is very near and dear to me, as you know. Um, worst, I'm going to have to go with the first Pokemon movie. Um, the reason... The, okay, I'm going to get nerdy here for a moment. If, if, you're, if you have never played Pokemon, this is going to sound like the biggest load of gibberish ever. Um, okay. It's different for me. I've watched a lot of Pokemon, as in okay. gaming gaming as opposed to playing Mewtwo uh, this is this remember this came out at a time when the original Pokemon Red and Blue came out right um Mewtwo was like the final Pokemon you captured number 150 right there was at that time yeah now there's hundreds of them hundreds and hundreds of hundreds at the time there was only 150 Pokemon in total um Mewtwo was that number 150 then Pokemon Yellow came along. And if you went to Pokemon conventions, which I did because I'm a fucking nerd. Um, if you went to Pokemon conventions and if you had captured Mewtwo and if you could beat one of the convention's local champions, they would take your game card. They would put it in an actual built Pokedex. Uh, sorry, Pokemon machine. And they would put a secret number Pokemon 151 into your game cartridge called Mew. 
And the canon at the time was that Mew was the OG, the first ever Pokemon who existed. He was, she, depending on how you call it, was the OG Pokemon. Mewtwo's DNA came, obviously, from Mew. Mew, Mewtwo, right? We're not being overly invested here. The, on a game level, the fascinating thing about Mew and Mewtwo is that they were the strongest type um, in the game, which was psychic type not weak against much if anything um and they could learn any move so these were kind of like ready to assemble battle tanks you could build in your own image now important to note two of the first moves of any pokemon at lowly level one when you get them are sorry i just want to be a real geek and just straight just slightly off did you get a mute of course oh nice you beat one of the local champs of course go you well done do you not remember how much time I put into that game? Bro, I, I hear this, but I, listen, it's as I would say, the, what scares me about online gaming, I run wrestling games in a local community. I went online and got smacked the fuck up and I backed the fuck up real quick. So I just wanted to know how it ended. There, are, there are certain games which I'll take the Pepsi challenge with on most people. And those there are two, mm, three games, which I really think, Good luck. Um, one I need to play more regularly, and that's Mario Kart. But like when I'm in my groove, just ask your just ask your ask your nephew what happened. <laughs> nephew and brother. They both came back very scarred. <laughs> it's so funny. Um and Mario's my third. My second has proved this last weekend is Goldeneye. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> no one fucks with me on that game. Like people are, oh yeah, I love Goldeneye. Play me. I don't even say, oh, you good. My it might whenever someone says I love Goldeneye, I'm like, play me. Because my attitude is I'm gonna make you fucking hate it. <laughs> By the way, and and, I've seen your comment, but we'll big tone that is, but we'll we'll let Nick finish before we my go. uh my top game that I really, really don't think I can be fucked with. This is going back in the day. The thing that they've done with modern Pokemon is that they've put all these weird fucking like not they're not even cheats because they're officially part of the game mechanics but they, they've overcomplicated what was a very simple effective formula yeah. which was catch something train it up max out its stats by both training and feeding it items and you're left with a battle tank put the hours in and you're good they've got these weird things now where it's like oh if you give it a berry to hold at this time of day it's like bruh Pokemon at its core is you just have about the time to invest in it that way. Yeah. It, fuck that. For me, you've overcomplicated what was a very beautiful, simple formula, which was it's a game about elements, you know, rock paper. It, it's 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 an elaborate rock, paper, scissors. That's all it is, right? Mm -hmm. Fire loses to water, water loses to grass, grass loses to fire. I'm giving you a basic trinity. There are more types than this, yes. There are more things than this, but they've overcomplicated Pokemon. But back in the day, red and blue. I don't give a fuck. I'll fuck you up. Like <laughs> I beat one of the champions of the freaking convention. Yeah, I got my Mew. Um, I'm not the only person who did this, but there weren't many people I fought at that convention who had my number on that day. Um, that's I'm, I'm not bragging. It's just fact. Yeah, bro, so, it is, it is. When you catch Pokemon at a low level, the first move they learn is not even an elemental move. It's just tackle. Everyone knows this. The first Charmander or Bulbasaur or Squirtle you get just knows tackle. 
the most pissant, useless piece of shit move ever. And they always come up with a defensive move, which is like growl or barrier. That is the first move you delete because no one with a brain playing Pokemon uses those defensive moves. You attack, 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 attack. We're not, we're not in this for the long run. My aim is to KO you as quickly as possible. It's not, I'm going to take a turn to buffer my defense here. No, fuck that. Because you're going to take health off me. I'm going to kill you. Now, what did Mew and Mewtwo do? The two biggest fucking Pokemon at the time exactly ever to well. live. Barrier and Tackle. I'm like, you're shitting me, right? Like, we've come to a place where we've gone through this whole Indigo League with Ash Ketchum, and you're giving me the two OGs, well, the OG and his and his clone, and you're making them tackle? And you're trying to dress it up with pretty lights? I'm like, I see you. That's tackle. <laughs> I see you. You're fucking with me. So for purely, purely stupid geeky reasons, Pokemon the movie is my worst anime. But Here's the thing. Is this based on the gaming and these are the heroes of the game? Or that's yes. what they were doing in the film? I just, I just need to know. I mean, I've seen the occasional Pokemon episode and I know Team Rocket and that was it. Like, after that, I'm going to be like... I don't fully oh. understand the question, AJ. What do you mean? I'm saying, is that how weak they were in the film? Like, is it they were that dumb shit? Like, that's what no, their fights were. No, it is the fucked up thing. They weren't even weak. Like, Mewtwo kills ash mewtwo oh, kills the lead character like these things are fucked up powerful but it's when they end up fighting each other mm. it's tackle and barry i'm like where is psychic where is hyper beam where is blizzard where is fire uh, the fire blast i'm like you can learn any move you have any move at your disposal you don't tackle <laughs> i paid at the time, it was expensive, but I paid an eight-pound cinema ticket for this. Tackle. <laughs> what are you doing to me? <laughs> okay, I hate you, bro. And Billy, what did I think of the second um, Last of Us game? Speak no evil. I fucking love that game. I'll go out on a limb here and say The Last of Us Part 2 is the single greatest story narrative ever in a video game. I said it, come at me. Um, also, Billy, to answer your other part, um about it goldeneye being re-released on switch that's where he kicked out all our asses so he's very aware it was Congrats. bliss it was cool. thank you sir it wasn't entirely fair on you who didn't really fuck around with an n64 but for the other boys and they were like yeah i love goldeneye then <laughs> he's gonna be selling his switch soon <laughs> <laughs> oh dear okay your number one, I guess, is my number one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Grave of the Fireflies. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, look, Grave look. of the Fireflies. The <sighs> greatest movie that you should never see more than once. <laughs> it's, it's the emotion behind this film. And again, it's just the once I've seen it. And the emotion that comes with it. And I, I've said this. I When I have the opportunity, I sometimes bounce between the two. Like sometimes I'll be like, I look. I'll focus on a film, I'll listen to it in Japanese, I'll read the subs, or I'll just flick over. From from my sins, I, I had a dubbed version of um, Squid Games, just because I each time I was watching it, I was too tired to be focusing, so it was easier to just listen in in my native language. 
I bounced between languages on this for just for curiosity to see what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. The cuteness and the innocence of this little sister is equally powerful in both. And when she starts to say she's not feeling well, and oh. oh, it tugs on me in such a way. And again, it's only the once. And having seen Perfect Blue very recently, I was like, can I? But I was like, the emotion, I just had this reminiscence of the emotion I had now. I'm not saying I there's a chance I could watch Perfect Blue again and I'll be like, this is this is number one, cemented. You know, again, Akira could climb the mountain. Mm-hmm. But this film was so touching. And again, we're talking Pope, you know, post-war Japan and the effects of what happens because of these bombs and the impact it had on society, what it means to survive, what it means as the eldest of three children to be the elder sibling the sacrifice you will make, the hope you will make, what you will do when mum and dad aren't around to ensure your younger siblings can be something and you can do the best for them and stepping up to the plate. Oh my God, take my heart and put it in the tumble dryer, why don't you? Because you spun me all out with this film. My gosh, the emotion. Yeah, I mean, I've spoken about Grave of the Fireflies ad nauseum, bro, but it's the heartbreak like for people who i've seen ants comment i'm going to adjust that in a moment um for people who think that anime or animation or cg animation is just for kids i invite you to watch toy story 3 and grave of the fireflies for vastly different reasons but both the thing is you can put on toy story 3 for a kid yeah, again, I I'm not saying you should put them on for a kid. I'm just saying I defy adults to watch this yeah, shit. I, I don't know if I put Braid on for a kid. Fuck no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the difference. <laughs> and it, it, it's, there's no happy ending. It's bleak. It's just bleak as fuck. It's things just go from bad to worse to shit to even worse. It's. Yeah. Bro. Now to Big Tone's comment. You well, acting like two. There were two because mm. there was also this one that he also put up when you put up Pokemon. Bruv, worse. Come on, there's more shy adaptations of Pokemon. The first movie. Tell me one. Yeah, that's the thing. Big tone, please put it out there. Let's hear worse. I'm I'm willing to hear what's worse out there, so I know what to avoid while I'm. I made it very clear that there may be worse movies, but Pokemon hurt me to my core because I was so fucking invested in that game, and it just flopped by making Mewtwo use tackle. Like, are you taking the piss? Um, and to, to come to your second point, Big Tone, since you want to throw shade at me, you acting like you had a clean sleep on Saturday playing GoldenEye. Between us, it's 2-1, lol. I'm me matching you next time I see you. Come, please do. I'd also like to remind you that when you beat me, it was the first time around and I hadn't played for over 20 years. The moment I got into the rhythm, it didn't. First time ended 5-2 to you, Big Tone. Fair play. What happened after that? 5-0? 5-0? Shh. Come now. Let's give scores before we diss, yeah? Fatal Fury. I didn't know there was a Mario anime. So Big Tone's the worst I am not aware of a 1986 Mario movie, but I I don't think I should be by the sounds of it. (laughs) Okay, okay, cool. So let's go through what people have said now. So Francis Lalonde has said, Silver Screen Dudes, my top 10, part one, Poco Rosso, Naushikawa of the Valley of the Wind, Castle in the Sky, Howl's Moving Castle, Princess Mononoke, um, the wind rises, grave of the fireflies, whisper of the heart, spirited away. Alakazam the Great. 
Gavin Mann has said, my Rushmore, i.e. the only four I've seen, Spirited Away, Grave of the Fireflies, Ghost in the Shell, and the Red Turtle. A bit entry level, I know, but I've only seen what I've seen. Nothing wrong with that, Gavin. No, Gavin, don't. Because the fact that you've actually entered the realm is something to be respected. I will be honest with you, looking back at your list, a lot of those, prior to this being something I had to challenge myself for, we're in the same kind of boat, bro. So it is what it is. So, but, well, you Chris, know, Chris has put my Rushmore number one, Spirited Away, two, my neighbor Totoro, three, Grave of the Fireflies, four, Perfect Blue. So, I think we can put Grave of the Fireflies on as the audience choice this week because everyone just selected it, <laughs> yeah. which makes okay, cool. Can I, Chris is going to be pissed off with me here, so forgive me, Chris. Can I suggest that for the sake of not just giving people what they're used to, we avoid Akira and Spirit and Spirited Away? Here's my thing. Here's my thing. And this is where I'm torn. You're either going to get the anime fans who will jump at it. And this is where, you know, Perfect Blue has a chance in hell of even getting a single more than 1% and it won't get Coach Carter, you know? It will That's- get Coach Carter. But this is what I'm saying. But this is you putting it out to the public. You animate it, it can go somewhere further. You had heard of it, Chris has seen it. Do you get where I'm going? Mm-hmm. My fear is, let's do your tech on da-da-da. You've only got one person who's seen it. It could get Coach Carter. Now, essentially... Te- tech on King Cretan, Perfect Blue, I wouldn't do. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. But what are we going for? Once you take away Spirited Away and um, Akira, I'm happy for my neighbor Totoro, by all means. Do you want to do Clash of the Titans? I'm just very aware of what the voting might look like if it's not available. Do you get what I'm saying? We might still get a clear winner. I'm not saying you won't, but I believe it's there. You know I'm going to put Dragon Ball Broly in there then, right? I you need you need a big. Well, I kind of hate the fact that we're not putting movies like My Neighbor Totoro in there, but fine. But but do you get what I'm going with? You put Totoro in, which is cool, but it's against Grave. How does Grave get competed against? Well, Grave historically has done fucking awful on the Rushmore. Okay, so let's play it the other way. I'm happy. Look, essentially, even if it gets ten votes, you're still going to get a winner. It could be a hundred percent and three zeros. I don't know how much anime is appreciated out there. I know it's got a huge following. I don't know what it's like in Twitter. Big Tone says, Akira, Ghost in the Shell, Spirited Away, Fist of the North Star. Big up, Ad. Big up, Ad, for seeing Fist of the North Star. Sorry, I just got a bit excited. Billy Mount says, Nico, I really want to know your thoughts on GoldenEye Reloaded. If it's the remake that came out a few days ago, I adore it. If it's that kind of reshuffle they where they inserted Daniel Craig into GoldenEye, well, you know my thoughts on Daniel Craig. Um, Daniel Craig is what? Is he one of the Bonds you can pick? Right, he's not just the early Bond. Is he? They've not outdone Pierce Brosnan for fucking Craig out there. Oh, forget that. Burn that shit. Burn that shit. Pedro Sancto says, by the way, hi Pedro. Akira, my neighbor Totoro, ghost in the shell. Akira, my neighbor Totoro, ghost in the shell, spirited away. Big Tone says, don't put Dragon Ball Z Broly in there. It will win. Okay, so you want to go down the Akira and... I mean, you want essentially, to... what Pedro just put up, like, 
could be the one. Grave has naturally done bad. Let's put everyone who's done or who we know will get votes and put them out against each other. Or we can really try to appeal to the animes. Let's take Grave of the Fireflies off because, as you said, historically it's just not done well. Um, and I can't honestly bear to see it get fucked again. Um, yeah, Ghost in the Shell can go on. That's a big hitter, which the, the, yeah, I mean, we've got to go with the popular votes here, don't we? Ghost in the Shell, people are familiar with. Yeah. Even if you <laughs> for the fucking Scarlet Johansson remake. No, don't be silly. No, but um, at least it will be seen. Do you get what I'm saying? My only question is, I don't think my neighbor Totoro is a big enough hitter to fight in this. It's, quite, it's come up a few times now. Yep. Here, I'm talking about yeah, Grave of the Fireflies has come up a few times here, yes? I'm talking about Twitter. We're, we're, we're doing a okay. Clash of the Titans here. You've okay. literally okay. just put the three biggest names in Japanimation out the show, there. Akira. Spirited Away. You've literally just put the three titans in there. The only thing that can compete with that is Dragon Ball. I know Big Tones like, don't put it on and it'll win. I don't agree. I think I think Spirited Away is going to crush this list despite the competition. I just wish more people had heard of Fist of the North Star because I would have loved to put that. Bro, it sounds fucking great. I'd love to watch it. Even Ninja Scroll would be, but I just don't know. I've just not seen anyone mention him along the way. Um, sorry, let's go to the stars. I'm just trying to think if there's the the the, the... No, Nausicaa to 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 no chance. Bro, I'm just going based off of what I've seen. Like, <laughs> no chance. Wants to put it out there. So, Chris, sorry. And I oh. prefer. I I love Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. That th that is. Ooh, yeah. Here comes the question. Red turtle. If you had a list which was Red Turtle, um, My Neighbor Totoro, and Grave of the Fireflies, now you're talking. That's an interesting list, but you're going, you want to go with the Titans. You you, you yeah. can't fuck, put, put these great movies. They will get Coach Carter, bro. It's a split. We have a go for the most not, I, and I'm saying this based on exactly what you're saying. Minimum vote or maximum vote? It's, there's, it, it's, I'm willing to play it either way. You know the Twitterverse slightly more than I do. That's the only reason I'll leave it to you. We've literally got the answers on both ends. Oh, Billy Mount, Daniel Craig has had a lot of Bond games. Do you know what they all have in common? I haven't played a single one. Nor will I. I don't care if someone says they're good. Look, who's, look who Bond is or not Bond. Um... Valley of the Four Queefs, fucking hell, Francis. I'm happy to go Dragon Ball Broly. I don't think it will be as clear-cut a winner as estimated, because those are some hitters there. Pedro says, Totoro is the face of Studio Ghibli. It was even on that 100 Greatest Films poll that came out recently from Sight and Sound. All right, if it, listen, we can go the audience vote my neighbor Totoro then if 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 everyone insists on that. But I, I'm warning you, it's gonna get crushed. But that can be the audience vote this week. My neighbor Totoro. Cool. Okay. We're going with the big heads, yeah. I'm going with the big hitters, bruv. Cool. 
Boku no kotachi kimi to yume miru. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of anime in no particular order is Ghost in the Shell. Our second entry is Akira. Our third entry is Spirits of the Way. Our final entry into the movie Mount Rushmore of anime movies is My Neighbor Totoro. So going to just a few comments I've seen come up. And Street Fighter 2 is good as it could have been. It's on neither of our lists, so we can't comment or put it in. Chris, Grave of the Fireflies, I would love to do it, especially with it being both our number ones. Historically, it has been massacred, massacred <laughs> on, on Twitter. So it's a bit of, a, we're, we're kind of protecting our baby on this one. <laughs> so I think that's the way of looking at it. But guys, um, slightly longer than anticipated, but we both had little emergencies we had to attend to. So, there but um, we're gonna wrap it up real quick thank you so much for all your support all your comments and putting out some great names out there like you guys have educated me on this it's, it's a genre i want to go deeper into especially if i can find more stuff like perfect Blue. Um, mm. not to say the others were shit but you know it's not just ghibli like anime is more than ghibli and dragon ball and pokemon so from from myself i am Anthony jordan Remember, if you want to support the channel, you can do it at a level that is comfortable for you by heading on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash movie dudes. Please do be sure to like the video, share the video with anyone who you think may be interested. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Turn on the notification bell, guys. We will see you next Tuesday and we will have a guest. Gavin, to answer your question, Jazz returns to the Movie Mount Rushmore podcast next week. And next week's topic is and have to tune in to find out be tuned to be tuning into the twitter i don't want to tell you what next week's topic is what i'm going to tell you is no disrespect to big tone who's in the audience now single-handedly the scariest brain of a guest we've ever had i think i'm being quite polite here aj jazz is terrifyingly intelligent her take on movies is like nothing i've heard before so on that basis alone i insist everyone tunes in next week jazz from the people's polygraph will be here unless something radical happens but she will be here and i can't wait to have her back but that is it from us guys we will see also you. head on up to oh. at movie polls for you we love movies head up. that's where you can vote at empty movie empty Rushmore as well guys until next time i am the one aj again i am nico luro and we will see you guys next time <laughs>